Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. That's not who I was. I was a ballerina. Graceful, delicate. They had to go. Because what about Debbie? What about Welcome to Flame On, and I have a treat for you guys today. We have all five of the original Flamers sitting right here or via Skype. You say it's a trick. I call it a treat. <laughs> That's a no, trick? It's the other way around. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it, I just fucked up my own joke! Start again! Nope. <laughs> we'll do it live. We'll do it live. So uh, we've got, that was Oral, of course, your favorite bitchy host of Drag is the New Spandex. Hi! We have Eric, our muscle daddy pig, who sometimes interviews porn stars and or comic book writers. Hi guys. Jared sitting right to uh, to the right of me here is actually our artist in residence, uh video game uh f- future producer extraordinaire and TV know, show sir. ruiner. Oh, a TV show ruiner <laughs> producer. I don't He's know. Not a producer. I, I have a marketable skill. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um and and of course, because this is all five of us original, you all remember the question. Also known as Joshua Yale, comic book editor for IGN. Hi. So we're all here. We are here to talk about a bunch of nerdy, geeky stuff. Uh, we are very excited that this episode has all of us and even Pat here in spirit floating over me, watching over me. Um, Hi, Maddie. I'm a bunch of bitches. <laughs> pulling a Bianca Del Rio as he leaves. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about. In fact, movies. Not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> we're very excited about the RuPaul's Drag Race, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But let's start with some movies. Actually, no. Let's oh, oh, stop. Oh. Stop. What, what, what? Let's check in with Joshua. Oh, How fine, have you fine. been since you've moved out to the West Coast? It's been good. It's been, it's really different. I think I would enjoy it a lot more if all my friends would just, you know, move to L.A. Oh. Uh, <laughs> He's not talking about us. Yeah, so I was going to no. make that oh, comment. Oh, what? <laughs> it's lonely out oh, there Oh, wait, you guys top. should come too. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, um, it's lonely out there for a top. <laughs> I do miss you guys so much. Like, you have no idea. Like, I have no comic shop out here. I, I, I read completely digitally now. 
you know, the the people are just different. The weather's weird. It rains like every day in Orlando. It never rains here. It's weird. There's I do like the there's like more gay life. There's like an entire like city like West Hollywood of gay people and uh everything's like really nice there and like the nightlife is really cool. I have and, a question. Uh, uh, yeah, I, and I joined a gay tennis league to, like, meet people. <laughs> sure, meet people. Um, How many, so, Josh? It's been good. What'd you say? How many? How many? A rough estimate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many? <laughs> Emphasis on the men. Come on. Excuse you. Come on. <laughs> a rough estimate, not an exact count. Mm. Come on. Well, Come on. We, he doesn't kiss and tell. Okay, my has. guess is I'm more sorry, than seven. You're, you're breaking up. Uh, sorry. Then we'll go with 50. <laughs> yeah, we'll make up our own numbers. So uh, we are thrilled to have you back here, of course. We've been thrilled following your uh, exciting adventures over at IGN, sharing the occasional link or two. Even if you don't ask us to pr- promote them, we still share them anyway. But especially if you asked us to. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, yeah, I think I sent you one the other day. I was like, this needs to be shared. <laughs> no, actually, the best one, I i mean, not that they've, they've been really entertaining, but the one you did with the Easter eggs uh, from Days of Future Past actually went back to and, and shared with a few people after we saw the movie. So that was very handy, and they, they appreciated Thank it. Thank you. No, that was my first time actually, like, hosting a video myself. Mm-hmm. Normally, we do lots of, like, conversational things where it's, like, recording, like, interesting conversations. But that was where I had to like I had to read a teleprompter for the first time. Wow. And then during the whole video I have that, that blank stare of like I'm reading something right now. <laughs> so, you but hopefully like, in time that'll go away. You look like a politician. It was great. So let's start about <laughs> yeah, Day- my blazer on and my North my North Star shirt on underneath. So, so Days of Future Past. So Woo! this this is probably the biggest movie I think since Captain America at least. And for some of us, honestly, it's even bigger. I think a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, Those of us of the X persuasion. Now, this, of course, those of you who don't know, and we are going to spoil things. I I have been accused of being very cavalier about my spoilers, but um, I want the same league with you too now, Brian. I want to warn our listeners that if you have not seen or heard or read of anything we're going to discuss, please be aware that we do spoil things. So please pause the show, come back later, and see how uh, how how accurate your opinions were compared to ours. Um, now, Days of Future Past. Spoiling this. Thank God, at long last. Our national nightmare is over. <laughs> the the X Men movie that uh, Days of Future Past is a sequel, prequel, sequel retcon. Well, it is it a retcon. It was an eraser. <laughs> Basically, undoing at least the third X Men movie, possibly more, depending on your. And that I'd like to actually discuss that a little mm-hmm. bit. But um, it's a sequel to the first class movie. Which was the one they did, what, about three or four years ago? The early days of the X-Men, Charles Xavier and, and uh, Eric Lyncher, Magneto, just getting, you know, sort of their start in the world and putting together the first team. And this is a sequel to that, but it's also a sequel to the X-Men Last Stand movie where they're in the future and things are starting to go to shit because Brett Ratner directed them. <laughs> <laughs> And Dark Phoenix is killed and all that. So we have a simultaneous story of the distant future when the X-Men are being hunted by the Sentinels, which we, if any of you have read comics, of course, you know about Days of Future Those were the Nimrods. Mm -hmm. Those Those were the Nimrods. Nimrods. You're right. I didn't think about that. Um, 
And so they're being pursued, but they have a way to send back the consciousness of somebody. In fact, this is a, a Kitty Pride power who she's never had this in the past. But you know what? It worked. I was okay with it. Uh, and so instead of sending back Charles Xavier to talk to himself or to just change <laughs> directly change the future, no. they realize it's going to tear the person apart. So they send back, of course, Wolverine, the hardest working man in show business. Uh, With the nicest business. ass in show business. I didn't check his ass out. You, you missed fake. that? I Oh, wait, wait. That's right. That one scene. He got that's up right. out of bed. I'm like, that's oh, right. we got an ass on. <laughs> so they sent him back. And basically from there on, it's sort of a let's change the future. So the Sentinels never come to power. And the side effect of that is Brett Ratner never directs the third movie. Yep. Which was Yay. amazing. We were all very happy. In fact, I was crying. This is how much I was moved by the end of the movie. I was in tears, and I was even, like, you know, like, kind of breathing, like, shallow breaths, like, just waiting for that moment and that reveal. And it's not when Gene showed up. I know that's probably when you were Oh, I had an orgasm when Gene showed up. But when Scott showed up, because to me, the biggest tragedy of these movies has been that Scott Summers was ignominiously killed off, off screen, in that third movie. So, what did we think? What did we think? Let's let Joshua start, because I know you spent a lot of time dissecting and talking and and reviewing this uh, so far so what did you think yeah just don't point out the two easter eggs i got wrong in that video um (laughs) uh, (laughs) no i I i'm right there with you i was crying i was actually thinking of eric when i got out that i was like oh he's probably gonna cry uh, as well it was with gene gray because really you like we said i won't repeat everything you just said but we were wrong so badly with uh, X X three and and then you know so and the Phoenix Jean Grey is the best X Men as far as I'm concerned and Thank she has the you. best story that everyone wants to see you know the Phoenix Saga and that was like destroyed and like her like you know just like reputation to the masses was dragged through the mud so this was like a giant like band aid on all that it's like so much like like justice was served that we got Jean Grey back um, the actual movie was good too. Um, <laughs> Uh, aside from that, but you know, uh, and the the future scenes were great. Seeing like a bunch of like a diverse cast of of X Men, um, diversity only exists in the future, apparently. Only in, this in the movie, future, but never in the present. <laughs> well, everything's in China in the future. I mean, that's for real. But know. like, Blink didn't even have a line, and she was great. Just oh. teleporting is great. That's what these movies are telling us. That teleporting it is great. Like, and Quicksilver um, stole the show. Best part of the movie. Yes. And that's the one we were all so afraid of. Yes. And yet he stole He the still show. looks stupid, but... But it was the 70s, so it, it was worked. the 70s. Everybody and... looks stupid. Exactly. Polyester doesn't breathe. What did you want? <laughs> no goggles. No, no, the, uh, the, the slow motion scene, and for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, and you don't mind being spoiled, this thing is worth the price of admission alone, because I've seen slow motion stuff. We've seen speedsters in yep. certain other ways, but this was the funniest and most... No, this is exactly what you would do. You basically just kind of move things a little bit here and there, sort of to be I funny at times, yeah, sometimes cool. just to save people's lives. And it was set to a song, and I don't remember what song it was now, but whatever. Uh, time in a Bottle. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It was, it was a perfect choice for the film. Now, I have a question, though. The headset he put on. Was that from the seventies? I don't remember them being that small. Yeah, there were a the lot 70s. of there were a lot of anachronisms in the movie, but just just roll with it. Okay, it's, I did, I did roll with that. Yeah. There was the giant time I saw robots. Like, there Actually, were giant robots yeah. that moved like carrier jets in the seventies. I think we can let. And we had LED <laughs> and LED technology too. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So, um, so so in the future, let's go back to that a little bit because they had some X Men we've never seen before. Of course, Blink. 
Blink we was also fantastic. had, mm. which was very much Portal. So if you ever played Bo- Portal, yeah. the video game, there was basically X Men with Portals, which is awesome. Um, you had Colossus, who we've seen before, but got to do a lot Portal of cool Colossus. stuff, mm. including kind of a, a Portal trick where it was like a speed uh, fastball special. They stole that right out of Portal. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I loved it though. And uh, Blink and Bishop. Now I forgot what Bishop's power was. That's how like. I don't really think about Bishop. Because became crazy. Well, yeah. But, I mean, basically, they would shoot him with whatever power they had, and he would, like, charge up his gun and then, like, you know, lay waste to Sentinels or whatever. Um, Iceman fully iced up oh, and sliding yeah. around on his ice slides. Like, that was great. Oh, heavens. And, oh. Yeah. And what, what's his name? Ashmore? Uh yeah, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, I don't know if it was Sean or Aaron, one of them. Yeah. It was, it was Aaron, if I'm not mistaken. Um. And, and implying that he and Kitty had a relationship, sort of. Like, that was nice. Like, a little touch. Implying? It was, like, point blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Magneto. I think the coolest thing, and honestly, I'm a very big fan of Magneto as a good guy or as a whatever, not bad guy. Right. Anti-hero. Uh, anti-hero or whatever. Like, I love seeing his friendship with Xavier and how they are really at a point in their lives where they have an understanding. And, and actually, Magneto just flat out regrets all the mistakes he made. Right. Which is a really good contrast to the earlier storyline or the, the kind of parallel storyline back in the past in the 70s with young Xavier and young Magneto and how, you know, yeah, Magneto's not quite evil villain. He's still bad, but he kind of still has this sort of his, you know, he wants to protect right. mutant kind no matter what. And, you know, you you want to you want to believe him. You want to trust him. And then he turns on you because he still thinks he knows what's best. And, uh, like, I love that sort of duality of the two. And then especially at the end when they cut back and forth. Yeah, with Jennifer Lawrence also was brilliant. <gasps> I me. loved her as Mystique. It, it was Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore. It was Sean. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Jennifer Lawrence. She uh, was great. I, she, fr- I didn't know Mystique was going to be that big. Yeah. She's the key the to everything. Thing. I was like, holy crap. Who knew? Yeah. Um, She's like, yeah, imagine what this movie would be like if Hunger Games wasn't a success. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, but she was... Wasn't she, did she do first class before Hunger Games? Yeah, before the first movie. So I'm actually mm. pleased that she stayed with it and didn't just go. Oh, I don't need to do that shitty, stupid movie. And she I, did Winter, I, uh, Winter's Bone that she won. That's uh, right. That actually Award was her for. big claim to fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just did too. Um, comedy. Oh, and she was in the Oscar award winning um, with Christian Bale, American Hustle. Yeah, that's it. Um, anyway, so she was great. I mean, literally across the board, everything was great. I think compared to first class, this was a lot stronger. But some of the same people were involved. I mean, you know. Brian Singer, of course, famously from X-Men 1 and 2, came back to direct this one, whereas the last one, even though Singer was involved, it was Matthew Vaughn who directed it. But Matthew Vaughn also was one of the writers, I think, on the screenplay and one of the executive producers. So it's like it's like the same group of people doing this. But I did feel like this was a stronger movie oh, yeah. than First mm-hmm. Class. It was fantastic. Um, and so 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 to again allude back to the end or the ending of the movie, we're all happy. It undid the Brett Ratner stuff. X-Men are basically back as a family all together in the ma- in the X-Mansion. There's no mention of Magneto, so we don't know what happens to him, of course. But uh, they at the very end of the credits, they have, of course, the obligatory post-credit sequence. And, you know, 90% of the people who, like, never read comics were like, what the I fuck? lost my shit when I saw that. Did you? Oh, I was yes. so excited. It took me a second. I didn't notice the Four Horsemen, like, right off the bat. See, but you heard what they were chanting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and see, that's I was on the like the opposite. Like I was on the flip side of that because it had already been leaked of what the next yeah, movie was going for a to while, be. Yeah. That's true. So like when everyone's like, you know, stay for the ending. I'm like, I know what the ending is going to be. Was it cool? 
well, you know, yeah, you see like things in the background, but for me, it's not, I felt like they were trying to capitalize and not to be that person who says, you know, they just did this. They're trying but to capitalize. No, no. They tried to capitalize on the like the Avengers, the Thanos, Marvel. Like, yeah, exactly. Big reveal. Sure. And Thanos was something that hit everybody. It's like, Luke, I am your father. Once it's done, it's done. Yeah. It only, you can only imitate that. You can't recreate that. It, and that's what I got. It did not hit me the same way Thanos' reveal was done. But it was really cool still to no, see. No, it, it was, was really cool. cool but he it, basically it, puts, which Apocalypse doesn't have this power in the whatever, but he puts uh, the pyramid together through his mind or some crazy shit. So, Well, I mean, like, or say, I mean, if they if we didn't know what the next movie was, I think it would have had but, a bit But, you know, impact. you figure, like, honestly, we know because we pay attention to that stuff. A lot of people don't. So they would still be surprised. But, again, those are the people who are like, who the fuck is that? In Sabah oh, yeah. In fact, I know people who read X-Men who didn't know In Nur was Apocalypse. Because they're very casual readers, you know. Um, so uh, here's a question. Yep. Uh-oh. Um, I would like all of you to go around and, th- and tell me what you think of the actual, like the final shot of the actual movie where <laughs> Wolverine gets pulled out of the water and then Stryker, his eyes glow and you know it's Mystique. What in the world does that like imply? Like I, I have no idea what that, 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 like what were we supposed to get out of that? I honestly, I'll start just because I've thought about this a little bit. I think that it still moves the the Wolverine as uh, Weapon X forward because Mystique is not necessarily like on the side of the angels, even though she just saved Nixon or whatever. Mm. So I think that it, it, it kind of still keeps continuity going, but maybe because she's involved now, she's got some deeper relationship with Wolverine that they could explore in the future. I mean, you know, in the comics, they have sort of this love-hate thing. Constantly. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, you're right. It was very odd. It was kind of like, well, why not just have Stryker pull him out of the water and then it knits right back up with Weapon X. Well, my thing was, remember, and I think it's Wolverine and the X-Men, where you find out that, like, Mystique is also part of Weapon X, da-da-da-da-da. I felt like they were trying to draw from that. Okay. Which kind of makes sense. Um, You just have to wait and see. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Didn't Wolverine kill his son in a puddle? Yes. Didn't he hold his son's head down and drowned him? Because the one part of Wolverine that can't uh, regenerate itself is the mind. But yet, his mind constantly healed. Girl, that was in comic books. This was... I know, I know. But it's the one thing I'm like, huh. Yeah, yeah. Wolverine (laughs) is sort of the the god. He can do whatever he wants. I know. Jerry, what did you think? Oh, I have no opinion. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now, great movie. Did you have... Josh, did you have something... uh, Bad habit. Did you have like a specific opinion though, or you don't you don't have any idea? Like, uh, I got nothing really. I think they just wanted to end. They couldn't just let us end on a happy ending, and they had to end on just a sort of a uh, a teaser note, you know, like a cliffhanger kind of thing with Jennifer Lawrence involved somehow because she's like the biggest thing now. Well, I hope she's back. I really would enjoy it. I know from what they have said, the next movie will be Apocalypse. It will be in the eighties. It will feature the younger. Uh, Xavier and and Magneto. I mean that that makes sense. They're not gonna. Mm-hmm. Well, they could. Uh, I guess a still, former but. recovering junkie Xavier. Yes, yes. which was actually a cool idea too. Uh, it'll probably have Young Beast and from what, Hall. Oh. what we've read yes. or what I've read, He's dreamy. He is pretty good. They are gonna have uh, Young Scott, Young Gene, and Young Storm. So we're, we're looking. I'm at, 17 in the movies too. <laughs> we're looking at a complete recast of these epic roles, and we get to see what for most of us, is more of the first class, or at least the first two classes. Mm. So that'll be really cool, uh, and I'm excited. So, Oh, please, when I saw it with Batman yesterday for the second time, 
we're watching, and when he has that moment to find Gene, yeah. and he's about to turn around, my husband's like, oh, God, it's Gene. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Now, another comic book property, and one that I would say, in fact, I can honestly, I didn't see it, but uh, is a little less exciting, but still for some, very exciting, is Ameri- American Amazing Spider-Man number two, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Seriously? I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. But then, Eric, I, would you explain why I didn't try to break my neck to see the second one? I, I, you know what? Oral, I told Oral, save two hours of his life. That? I, and I still haven't seen the first one. I actually haven't seen Origins. the first one either. <laughs> so wait, so Eric, you saw it. I saw it. Jared, did you see it? No. Josh, I, I'm sure you saw it. I did, yeah. Did you like it, Josh? No, I thought it was awful. Um, it if you was. if you want my just like quick review, it you know there are a, a very small amount of good things in it. Like, and I'm gonna go spoilers here. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, please. Well, at this point, uh, who cares? you know, Gwen and Peter were great. They had great chemistry. It was wonderful, just like watching them do their thing. Andrew Garfield as Spider Man, like in the suit, being Spider Man was like perfect. It was Amen. awesome. The suit looked great. He his like build his like his long lean build looked great. He was like super quippy and how he's it was like really fun. Like the the most pure like Spider Man. Um, but those were the only good things about it. Like the actual plot was a mess. Like Electro, if you took him out of the movie, it would have been the same movie. They like no <laughs> development. Like what we did get, it was like completely awful. Yep. Um, you know, you know, and Peter, he's still not like Peter Parker as like I understand him to be. Which I guess they're fine. They don't have to make it the exact thing, same thing it is in the comic book. But you can really appreciate Tobey Maguire's like meekness and his like insecurity yeah, that we got cool. in his movies. He was a really good Peter Parker, but Andrew Garfield's just like really cool and gets like the prettiest girl at school. And like, even though he's late to his graduation, he gets to kiss her on stage and he's like a genius and he's like really good looking. So it's like, is this Peter Parker? I don't know. Um, And like the death of Gwen Stacy was like obnoxiously foreshadowed. And then they really drew out the moment and it meant nothing. Like Green Goblin was so underdeveloped at that point. Like it made no sense for him to just randomly kill her. That it just it was just such an awkward death that really meant nothing. And then like within five minutes he was back in the spider suit. Of course in the movie it was like a year had passed, but uh, and he's back and there's like there's a really cheesy scene with a kid and like the awful awful use of Paul Giamatti as the rhino. It, like I don't even know why they had him there just to have the name. I don't know. It was awful. It's everything. Uh, I think everything was for the next movie, The Sinister Six. That's yeah, when that's I feel Goblin like and Rhino. Giant, like. Like set up and not an actual movie. Like it needs to be good by itself. And if you want to put in Easter eggs for for more stuff, that's fine. Right. But don't destroy like a movie just to set up for like future franchises. It's yeah. like they they uh, like the Marvel did it. Like they had like you know just stories that exist by themselves with little things to set up for the future. One time they made the mistake where too much setup was Iron Man two, and everyone like realizes that's probably like the worst. Of the Marvel movies, so you know, it is. <laughs> the, uh, it, this is just awful, you know. And then the whole thing with uh, Peter's parents—what was that like in the beginning? I was like, "Is this a Spider-Man movie?" They're being like pretty brutally like murdered and sabotaged, and they like die. And I was like, "Are kids gonna like this? Like, is this like the, the memories they want from a Spider-Man movie?" But it also felt so. like, why do they put that in there? Like, do we have to see that? Do we have to see Aunt May in the hospital? Like, what the hell? I don't know. Did you like it at all? I I liked it. The same thing. I loved Spider-Man. I thought he was great as Spider-Man. But everything else, Jose and I were like two hours of our life. We're never getting back. I'm sorry. Two hours and 20 minutes of my life. I'm never getting back. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I've heard this pretty much across the board. The only thing I've heard is 
uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Emma Stone. Yes, they are adorable together. They have yes. great chemistry. Of course, they're dating in real life. Go figure. But I mean, they're just they're just oh, that's great. They're great. But you know, and Spider Man, he's funny because he's quippy. But yeah, Peter Parker's unbelievable. All the same stuff. And I just I don't know. I don't I don't know what they're doing other than like you said, setting up for another movie. Yeah, that's what that's but this not movie, a direct. You know. I think uh, Electro was the movie. And then the Green Goblin and Rhino and the little uh, Easter eggs. I think that's all for the next one, the Sinister Six. Wow. So that is the next one, or are they doing three and then Sinister Six? I thought it was the Sinister Six, but I don't even know. Like, is Spider-Man going to be in Sinister Six, or it's just that? Yeah, I don't know how you don't do that. Like, I don't think they would carry their own movie by themselves. Like, I just, that's weird. Unless they did it like Superior Foes. Yeah, but that's a special property that you're not going to recreate. In a movie like I feel that. like Sinister Six is going to be like kind of like the Thunderbolts comic, where it's it's all these like villains who done bad, and are on some of them are on like redemption arcs, but some of them are still just bad. You know, yeah. it'll be like a mix. That might work. I, that'll be interesting to see if it does. So, uh, oh well, that's our uh, take on Spider Man. Now, another movie I have not seen, and I really wanted to before we recorded, but it didn't happen. Uh, is uh, Godzilla? Godzilla. Godzilla. I would totally still love to see this movie. It's so much fun. But things had to happen. X-Men had to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. X-Men was top priority. Now, uh, so, so again, Eric, oh, and, Eric right. and Joshua, you guys saw this. So. It was, I mean, there wasn't much of a story there, but you got what you paid for. You got a Godzilla. You know, I loved Godzilla. I loved the monsters he was fighting. I forgot the name of them, but I thought that was so much fun. And, was it a classic? Uh... Yeah, and like, and he was like the way he was using his arms, the way he did in the old shows, and he would throw the monsters, and That's that cool. was fun. That was a lot of fun. But I mean, every time, and I think Cap was saying it with me, he talking to me about it. Every Cap time you're getting into that monster battle, they cut to a human. You don't give a rat's ass about. Yeah, you just like stay with the monster, and then you see Quicksilver and Wanda making out, and I'm kind of uncomfortable with that. What? The, the Quicksilver and, oh. and Avengers 2, uh-huh. Quicksilver and Wanda are the husband and wife. Oh, weird. And Godzilla, yeah, that That's was kind of weird. Ew. Well, but they are ancestors in the comics. I, mean, I would so, understand if that was um, <laughs> But as far as a disaster movie, kind of disaster porn and all that, it hit all those notes, I'm yeah, guessing. Brian Cranston, I'm sure, was a very interesting and uh, kind of angsty. Well, you know. yeah, I, uh, I don't want to spoil it. Oh, I spoiler. You know, you're just done with him a lot quicker than you expected. <laughs> ah, Let's just well. leave it at that. You right. wanted a lot more, and you're like, oh, that's it. <laughs> it is a disaster film with people getting yeah killed. So, Joshua, what did you think? Uh, I pretty much uh, agree with Eric. You know, it was uh, the monster stuff was awesome. The last 20 minutes oh. almost make up for how bad the rest of the movie was. <laughs> but, you know, uh, boring actors, just like vacant expressions. Uh, Brian Cranston taken out in like the first act, pretty much. Um, you know, just and you know, just there was no, there was no like tension to it. There's no energy to it. It was just sort of like weird at a lot of points. I actually didn't mind that they saved the big Godzilla like money shots and fights for the end. Otherwise, it would have been like Pacific Rim. They just they would sort of like tease the fight. Like these two monsters are sort of meeting, but then they like cut away or they show it from like uh, like a newscast point of view or whatever. I was fine with that actually. I was I, I like that they saved all the good stuff for the end. But everything you know between the beginning and the end was just it just wasn't there. But you know they already have a sequel lined up they have uh that director uh uh goddard is that his name no uh, no 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 um wh- whatever that director is already slated to direct a, a star wars spin-off movie like the yeah. movie's oh, made wow. almost like a hundred million dollars 
So, you know, it, we're going to get another one. That director's going to do more movies. And, and so I, I guess, you know, there's been worse movies made. Yes. <laughs> and it's a Godzilla. Godzilla 2000. <laughs> it's a Godzilla film. So, you know, you, you get what you, you I actually from. liked Godzilla 2000 when I was uh, a little was, kid. Yeah. Um, but now. I didn't know yeah, any better. I watched it now. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, green That's screen not, galore. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, rounding back to Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim 2 has been announced. Electric That's, Boogaloo? No, not everything is Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> but it should be. Sometimes it's Pig in the City. Um, oh, good point. Yeah, they're going to do... I'm really excited for Pacific Rim 2. The I inspiration think is going to be... Voltron. Yeah. Oh, that is fucking like, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Pigs in the City. <laughs> Which I'm totally, totally down for because if there's one movie that I loved that year, it was Pacific Rim. It was great. What was that, two years ago? God, has it been that long? I, I still have haven't watched it. No. <laughs> you oh. own the special. I know I What do. the hell is it? And we're moving. I on. have no time. All right. Now, there is a movie coming out this Friday as we're recording. In fact, the day this airs, this I'm movie so is coming out. And it's kind of funny because it's timed. Well, not I'm sure it's not timed with, but it coincides with Gay Days. Well, no. Gay, no. Gay Days gay is days the is week afterward. After. That's, this is like a special year where they like do it the week oh, after. Oh, oh yeah. I thought Gay Days is... Okay, never mind. No. So fine. <laughs> I'm like, wow, <laughs> gays are going to explode. They're going to be like, do I go to One Mighty Party or do I go see Maleficent? Um, so Maleficent, of course, if you don't know the name, and some of you might not, is the villain from Disney's, I always get this wrong. Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. Thank you. I will see Cinderella. So, <laughs> I'm a bad Disney gay. What the fuck did Cinderella have dragons? I don't know. <laughs> I watched these movies when I was four. Dragons. Four. I, was four. I just had a princess thing like last week. <laughs> now, uh, so she's the big bad. So she's a villain, and this movie is very much the villain's story from the villain's perspective, I, I assume. Uh, it has uh, Angelina Jolie as as Maleficent, and it uh, Shartlow uh, something something. What's his name? Uh, Southern South uh, African actor from no, from District Nine. Nobody cares. Oh, I, I think because it's, cool. it's all about Maleficent. It's all yeah, about it Maleficent, all Maleficent and why she became evil. And that's what it's supposed to show. Like so, why she became so dark, um, like Elphaba. <laughs> yeah, which mm, need to get one of those. But so, uh, are we excited? I guess I know some of us are. I'm excited. I I'm excited from the get go. Yeah, uh, and she looks fantastic. I just, I that's yeah. one of those movies I worry because well, it I mean, could be terrible. It's probably going to be terrible, uh, but it looks, it's going to be fun. I, <laughs> I can't see it. I, I mean, am but not the, Angelina, Angelina Jolie looks really good as Maleficent. Yes, I think does. she's going to have like a lot of weight. I feel like her part's going to be really good. But the movie, it reminds me a lot of um, Alice in Wonderland 3D. Do you yeah. remember that? When yeah. there was this giant battle scene at the end of Alice in Wonderland. You're like, why is this in this movie? So I feel like Maleficent, Maleficent what we see is like her tree people, like her ents, you know, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, uh, fighting uh, a bunch of like soldiers and stuff, knights and stuff. So I was like, do we need that in a Maleficent movie about like, like, magic and fantasy and stuff like do do all movies need to have like a giant battle scene well i mean it's maleficent the big battle scenes with the dragon so we have to it was in the cartoon so we have to see no it's 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 funny that joshua brings that up because tim burton was supposed to direct this movie oh thank god was he he really yeah yeah Thank God he did. Yeah, actually, that's probably because a good thing. It would be with Johnny Depp, <laughs> Hella Bottom Carter. She would be Hella Bottom Carter. Is Maleficent. I'm tired of <laughs> I. I I I know what you're talking about, Joshua. Like I got that from a lot of the Chronicles of Narnia feel. Like Ooh. that's that's what's coming to me. Like over through the you know the glamour and, of the um, like the horns and the 
the staff and the hiding in the shadows and Lana Del Rey oh, doing Del Rey. like every Love rockabilly like scenester gothic like wedding march now. Yeah, it's uh, what? what is it? Uh, rustic gothic. They're using that as a wedding march? I wouldn't be surprised. Shit. Once upon a dream, <laughs> people will drag that bitch uh, through the mud at this point. But the the thing is is that that movie uh, I agree with him wholeheartedly. Like why do we need this giant battle? Yeah. But we need it because like we're dragging men to see this straight men are going to be forced to see this movie true this movie is the the day that angelina jolie got canonized in gay culture yeah and And disney culture is a disney princess Mm. of sorts well they already announced it cinderella and the little mermaid live action coming oh lord yep Mm. you're joking nope and hermione granger what's her name emma watson Watson. emma watson's a little mermaid what you yeah, kidding? It, she's Ariel? Yeah, she's Ariel. And the I, one of the guys from Game of Thrones is the prince in Cinderella. I forget which one. I forget his uh, name. Not yep. Joffrey, I hope. I don't want <laughs> Is it Jon Snow? Yeah, hopefully it's Jon Snow. So, all right, let's move on. Because this is, uh, you know, we, we spent a lot of time. Tangential. This movie's not even come out yet. So yeah. we're gonna, we're, we'll talk about it here in like a month. Um, now, did anyone ever watch Hannibal besides me? Well, this is why I took no, 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 no. Oh, fine. I'm not talking about this for long. I will talk about this in the future because my brother, of course, since Who's the question slash Joshua left us and we replaced him with a uh, straight man. Um, How my, dare my, you? I know. Yeah, I know. I know trust us. Um, he is a big uh, Hannibal fan and Pat has been watching Hannibal. All I want to say. That's because you make him. You tied him down, pried open his eyes and made him watch it. You have a video camera in this house, damn it. Do you have a secret Go, go Pro? pro go, oh, fuck. GoPro? <laughs> We may have had a few cocktails prior to this recording. <laughs> um, no, I just want to say right now, Hannibal is an amazing show. They are about, they did get renewed for season three. If you are a fan of Silence of the Lambs or the Hannibal, any of the Hannibal movies, you really need to check this movie out, or this, this show. And the uh, first season's out on Blu-ray. Second season will be out, I'm sure, in the near future. The ending of season two was killer. It was so good and so gripping and so shocking for what they're doing with the show. Um, I'm very excited. And X-Files fans, Jillian Anderson, not only is she in the first season, but it looks like she's going to play a pivotal role in season three. So very she's exciting. She's a Jodie Foster character? No. No, she's Hannibal's, she's Hannibal's psychiatrist. Oh, Harley Quinn. <laughs> sort of, kind of. I don't want to. I don't. I will, so anyway, in the future, I think we might even do a microsode of those of us who watch the show because there's a lot to talk about. It's a visually. So you and Jeff are going to do an episode. And Pat, <laughs> it's a visually stunning show, and it's Tied highly recommended. Brian Fuller is a freaking god. I love the man. So he's so awesome. All right, now let me ask this: Anybody watching Penny Dreadful? Nope, moving on. Yes. Oh, there you go. Are you? Yes. Fucking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen done right. Do you watch? Yeah. Netflix? One thing I think that hurts it is the I title. Don't, but I once I learned what it meant, really good, I was like, I need to, "Oh my to gosh, that's so cool!" But I don't think like when I think Penny Dreadful, I think, "Oh, this is gonna be like uh, like a uh, a really awful roommate named uh, Penny." <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like. Uh, but the, uh, the it's, it's an absolutely great show. Uh, every character feels like, you know, they're all like multi, multifaceted. They're not like good or bad. They right. all like they're hiding something. There's like yeah. more to them than meets the eye. Um, the the end oh, like yeah. like twist from episode two. I haven't seen three yet. Um, was like absolutely amazing. You didn't see that coming. 
and uh, the reveal of Frankenstein was sort of uh, predictable in the first one. But I will say that I thought he was going to make out with his monster. Seriously, it was the most homoerotic thing Ooh, I've got seen my attention. on television in a long time, and I watch gay porn. Um, have you seen Andy Warhol's? Is it Frankenstein? No. It's got Udo Kier. Oh, of course it does. <laughs> but actually, that reminds me. I saw Jodorowsky's Dune. Okay. I don't want to get into it here, but the Nerdy Show guys at some point might be talking about it, so I might what, join what them. What happened? Jodorowsky's Dune. It's a documentary about the guy who tried to make Dune back yeah, in yeah. the 70s. Was it good? It was amazing. But I don't want to. I don't want to. We'll go into it another show because it's just me talking. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> Penny Dreadful, though, is epic. Now, I've only seen season one, season one, episode one. So I haven't even seen Billy Piper show up for those of you who are Doctor Who fans. Oh, She's God. in the show. But I haven't seen her showed up. Boo, Billy Piper. Oh, Boo. Listen, listen. Did she show up by episode two? Um, I actually don't know who Billy Piper is, but there's this girl who comes in as uh, Josh Hartnett's like love interest. That might be her. Uh, kind of girl, like a whore who has yeah, consumption. So maybe her. does that sound like her? Well, a whore who has consumption. <laughs> oh, she has consumption. Yeah. Oh, who doesn't in that era? So for those of you who don't know, it is – if you don't know the English gentlemen, it's on Showtime. Showtime. It oh, is okay. a Victorian Ooh. era, post-Jack the Ripper. Basically, you've got this sort of uh, – uh, what's the guy from uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? The um, Alan Quartermain. Quartermain. Quartermain sort of character. A Nina, a Nina Harker. Harkness. A Mina Harkness uh, character sort of. Uh, a very much in the style of the movie, not the book, but still okay, is a sort of Western cowboy slash actor uh, played by Josh Hartnett. And then uh, Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, and then I'm guessing the monster probably at some point. Yeah, and, uh, and Dorian Gray shows up as well. Of course, another from the unfortunate sure. <laughs> League movie. But um, but yeah, it's just dripping with that that very awesome Victorian but in the slums era culture that it's like steampunk, but with magic, it's, it's really pretty cool. I'm very excited. Yeah, about it. if I would, punk. I would recommend it heavily. Just, just watch the first episode and you, you'll be hooked. Trust me. Yeah, Penny dreadful. So, um, did anyone ever, ever, cause I know I watch Cosmos. Did anybody else ever watch Cosmos? I love Cosmos. I'm, I'm a couple of episodes. I, I, I watched the first three or four okay. and then I got sick and really busy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to marathon the rest of Cosmos because I love it. Jared, did you watch it? No. Um, Joshua, did you watch it at all? Cosmos? No. So uh, we talked about it before. I don't want to belabor what it is. But basically, the one thing I am confused and kind of it's weird is they're very standalone. Each episode is very independent of each other, which is by design, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But it almost feels like the show doesn't go as much into space as it does into the past of science. Which is, you know, like, when you think about it, a lot of shows always want to project, and they do a lot of projection, but the actual, like, what, quote unquote, like, layman people want to see is something that they can relate to. Right. So, like, you know, a history lesson, oh, they can't possibly have known, it's like, no, this person 250 years ago predicted this, which should have been impossible, and, like, he, like, 
verified it through these means that yeah. he had at the time. And that's what's really interesting. It is. The human elements of science. And that's yes. what Cosmos is. It is. And what's just funny about it to me is, again, the show is called Cosmos. The opening credits are this ship of the imagination flying through space and time and into the microscopic and macroscopic. But again, the show is a very personal journey. In fact, it dips continually back into like Carl Sagan and touches uses him as a touch point, which makes sense since he did the original show. But um, I, I, I'm very much, I love it, but I feel like what it really needs to do is have another season. And hopefully it's done really well and they'll give it another season because then they can really kind of go outward and do a bit more um, space stuff, you know, as a show called Cosmos probably should. Now, really, at the end of the day with television, right now, and again, if you follow Flame On at all, you do know that we are fans of the RuPaul Drag Race. We have to discuss... We have to discuss Draggate through Flame On yes. 2014. <laughs> you have to give a recap of the finale. And it bears mentioning because several of us could not watch it live because either we were on. But Jared did. Oh. But, but, Jared oh. saw it live. Right, oh. Jared? You oh. know what? Let me explain to you all <laughs> before this gets ugly and I have nothing to do I'm with gonna it. I'm going to beat him. <laughs> I could not watch it live. And so I went to bed that night just like. Just you don't. The first thing you fucking do when you wake up is watch Drag Race. Cold night sweats, night terrors happen that night. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, somebody ruined it for me. I wake up, no, Oral, it's just a dream. Just you didn't look at bed. your phone, did you? <laughs> just like, oh, oh my god, I'll go back to sleep. Oh my god. Oh my god. Bianca, Bianca didn't win. Bianca didn't win. Wake up in a literally drenched in sweat. Did you like, look at your phone? No, no, okay, I didn't. Good, I good, didn't. Good. But then my alarm went off. I'm like, okay, turn my alarm off. Roll over. You know, start up Drag Race. Oh, okay, all is right with my world. Because as soon as I finished watching, I clicked into Facebook. And this is kind of behind the scenes. There's a management page for the Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff that we use to communicate with You don't with say. Each other. Really? <laughs> Shocking. And that's when I saw it. And I thought, at least it ain't me, bitch. And you didn't get back today, Satan. Not today, Satan. <laughs> Baloney. So, uh, so uh, yeah, Jerry pretty much spoiled it for most of us. Now, yes. well, I say most of us. I really mean Eric and me. Because Pat watched it live. Well, well, sort of. to to be fair, you uh-huh. know, you you guys are always so caught up on twelve billion volumes of of comic book lore. He's got a point, and that's why I don't hate him a lot. The, <laughs> the, the one time I actually make time because I wasn't slammed with work for class, uh-huh. and I had to do laundry. I'm like, okay, fuck it, I'll watch the season. Have you finale. watched any of the other episodes? Yes. Yeah, so oh, okay. You keep it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, it bears mentioning that. Um, we, I think, across the board, were in favor of Bianca. I think we we're all team Bianca. Yes, yeah, I mean, yes, at yeah. the end, I certainly was team Ben de la Creme <laughs> for team most Bianca of the from season, uh, including Pat was also uh, sort of split between Ben and Bianca. But uh, Jared, did you as well? Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually interviewed uh, Jinx Monsoon, the the most recent winner of season. That was six. a nice segue. <laughs> and she even basically said. That it, it, spoiler, if you haven't listened to that episode, which you should, it's fabulous. Is it's Bianca's to lose because no question at the end of the day, even with Courtney Axe sort of 
polished, certain like she has, you know, her face down and she's got a good body and all that stuff. Like the most well-rounded of all of the queens had to be Bianca. I mean, because she's been doing it for a long time. Adore is fine, but Adore, oh, Adore is fun. And, and and I had this in the back of my head, this idea that they might give it to Adore because she had that spunk and because she had an arc sort of growing over the course. Of, and you see that and you start to wonder if that's how she made it that far. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, yeah, know? very much so. I'm I'm very proud of Adore. Yeah. Um, Courtney, you just knew and Bianca, you kind of, either that or Ben, Vanilla Crime. Well, and the, when they... Other. Yeah, that that was just tragic. Well, I was I was I was delighted that uh, Ben De La Creme was nominated as Miss Congeniality. Yes. Yeah. Well, we all voted for her for that, and uh, we are very excited that it, you know in the future when she does come back. Not only did she do an audio and a video bumper for us, which is up on our Facebook page mm-hmm. um, and our YouTube channel, which we actually have a YouTube channel now, even if it's the only video up there. We have a YouTube it's, it's channel? It's the only video it's up the only there. Up there. Oh, okay. I, actually, I want to get your videos on there, but you don't have to fight Nerdy Show for it. Um, but no, uh, be, uh, Ben... Shane Heffa. Shane! I'm just saying. Shane. Ben has said, when we told her about the concept of Dragon's New Spandex, she said... That is exactly what I tell people, that we are like superheroes, that we, you know, all this stuff. So she is very excited about being on us, uh, being on our show in the near future, whenever mm-hmm. she comes back, because that's probably the best time to get her. So, uh, Joshua, do you follow RuPaul at all? Nope, only through you guys. <laughs> oh, well, good, good, good. I'm glad you can follow no, Chris. I, I think this season, above all else, was the, the one season where I had my favorite drag queen who pulled it out, because... For for Bianca to go up there, like yeah, like she's she's awesome and she has this like aesthetic, like this quintessential look that kind of gives you like glamorous yet still like droopy dog sort of thing. <laughs> um, with the eyes, with the eyes, yes. But my my favorite part about her is what I I try to foster within myself. She is a razor wit and she's a comedian. You're a like, black version of her. I, I, the minute I saw Bianca, I was like, "Oh, it's oral." <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will strive, and actually, this is this is it. Johnny McGovern combined with Bianca mm-hmm. have given me the drive to actually spend time working on comedy. Good, because enough is enough, and I'm tired of being in this no nothing town booking these chicken shit gigs. I'm done with you all. I'm fucking fed up. <laughs> Oh wait, well, Oral! Did you say you're you're gonna do comedy? Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were funny. I didn't know you were cute, but you're oh, not. Yeah. So never mind. That must have been a dream. Oh, just like old times. <laughs> now I will say this: towards what Oral is talking about, and if you have been listening to Dragons New Spandex, you will note that it is actually not just an interview show with drag queens. No, it is a personal journey not unlike cosmos it is it, it, it's my it's my gay cosmos where we all pile into, drink no you all pile into my mini cooper and we just travel the you know the past the, of the, drag the mini cooper herstory. of the imagination yes pad drag herstory and the drag of the future which is me on yes. rupaul's drag race season 15 <laughs> It'll take that long. No, but we have a contest coming up or or some means of way that if you are interested in oral reading you, this might be something that you could be interested in. I don't know. I'm interested. Or just come buy a comic show. You know, like, no, no, shh. Yeah. Hey, 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 shh, shh. 
Oh, that's fine. You're going to make money off well, of it. What about the people that don't come to the comic shop that can't get to work? If you are a listener oh. of Flame On who cannot come by a comic shop and you would like Oral to read you, let us know. We actually will probably have a contest in the near future to do that. And uh, that'll be... I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, thank you, David Tennant. So, you just made a Doctor Who reference and you didn't even know it. I love it. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> that was the Doctor Who <laughs> Wait, wait, you're sorry? You're so sorry? So, uh, all right, well... I really need to jump on those Doctor Who really... hardest dildos. I feel like I'd make so much money. I really want to do that. You, Brian, you mentioned that there was a way that, like, drag queens to dress us up. I would love to try that. I would love like drag queen to like Bitch, be dragged out. You've done drag before. Oh, no, but I would like to do I did it so, myself. That was crap. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that a bit more and in the late October, early November time frame, that might be possible. Mm-hmm. If you are in that. Orlando, that uh that we'll we'll talk more about that cuz I think because there will I be Because uh, we say it's for the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey flamers, it's me Oral from Flame On and Drag is the new spandex. And have I got a super awesome deal for you. We are now being sponsored by AdamMail.com. That's right. You heard me. AdamMail.com. And what does that mean for you? It means that you can get up to 50% off any single item plus free shipping. You can't beat that with a stick. Or you could if you bought that stick from AdamMail.com. Enter the code FLAME at checkout for all of your discounts. What can you get at AdamMail.com? Gay sex toys, lube, undergear, and so much more. That's adammail.com for all of your sexy, fantastic needs. So I really appreciate the fact that we now have a sponsor. We As do have a sponsor. Oral just mentioned uh, adammail.com is really kind of a cool website and i had been to an adam and eve store actually up in dc mm-hmm. and it, it, they took over an old gay uh gay tw- adult toy store called leather rack and uh converted it in and brought in some of their merchandise and i got to look through it in person and some neat stuff and they approached us of course you heard the ad and we're very excited and i went through the website the other night I flagged a few items that I might be procuring in the near future. They were having a 20% special on dildos today. (laughs) They do have a lot of daily specials. But but the big thing, as you heard, is that flame code for 50% off and free shipping. Up to 50% off and free shipping. Now, I did check because I was curious about the up to part. And every item that I found, I think I found like a, there's like a, well, I don't know if I go too specific. I don't want to exhausted their catalog, excited. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, uh, but some of the underwear they had was tasteful and they were 50% off. So was the masturbator. I might have seen a few of those. Um, uh, some of the, uh, anal toys were also qualified. I mean, I didn't find anything that I was interested in that was not 50% off. So. All right. Can I ask a question? Please. So if I gave you money, could we put it on your credit card so yes. it doesn't show up? Okay, I will do whatever. If you, know. Would like to support them, and you want to go through me? I'm fine. <laughs> okay, good. Because Pat does not open my mail. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. What he does, I'll blame it on you. Okay. No. <laughs> um, all right, so we got some gay news. We have uh, actually a little bit, just because again we like to track this stuff. There's been some gay uh, marriage, a gay marriage in certain states. Some you would not suspect at first, you know, because For they're the a little more conservative. There. <laughs> uh, oh God, here we go again. Where Florida's still dragging up the rear. Yes, but let it happen. There's a court case. <laughs> oh right. There's a court case. No more gay marriage. <laughs> not Florida. <laughs> so uh, there's a court case that overturned it in Arkansas. That was the one I was shocked. 
Although it is Bill Clinton's former state, so you know. Yeah, that one gay that said, stop this. <laughs> <laughs> the one gay judge, it's like, yeah, I should probably, you know. Um, but bigger, or well, bigger state-wise, Oregon and Pennsylvania. That's good. And I actually, uh, my other show that I'm on, Comic Book Bears, um, one of our co-hosts, uh, Justin, is in Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, although he floats around, too. But um, So that's really cool for him and his party. Uh-huh. If they, if well, they I mean, Matt Fraction and Greg Rucker, they all live in Oregon, Portland. Yeah, actually, you're so. right. And, and none of them are gay. Every but, time know. I think of Oregon, I'm just like, that's where Grimm happens. I can't go there. <laughs> I think of Twilight, which is sad. Boo, hiss. I don't, I don't know why. No, I actually think of Portland, too. But um, So that's really cool. And, you know, if your state does not yet have it, as ours in Florida does not, nope. uh, I think it's a matter of time. Cause it is shit, only it's a matter like of time. Uh, Joshua, of course, can get married out in California. Joshua, what's it go. like? Remind me. I know. Because... Girl, I'm so sorry. I knew this day would come where they're just like, Joshua ain't got no man. Girl, we're getting married. When's your next? Mm, girl, couldn't be me. You, My heart actually breaks for you. I like, I, I'm in a state where gay marriage is legal, but yet I actually have two friends who are getting married in Florida where it's not legal. That's how bad my situation is. Uh, it is rough. Dating life out here, okay? It's, uh... Okay. It, there's always somebody else, you know what I mean? Like, there's... Actually, that uh, that brings up a good question. Uh-oh. So, what's it like to now live in a state where, like, you date somebody and the possibility of marriage looms, you know, in the distance? Does it change your perspective? Um, seeing how I can't even get a relationship to last even, like, half a year... Let alone a night... Even- Marriage doesn't even come into the equation, okay? I'm not, I'm just trying to like, let's see, how can I make this last two more days? Like, not like, you know, what am I going to wear to the wedding, you know? (laughs) I mean, we've been watching lesbians do it for years. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) On the beach, in the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) At a Home Depot. (laughs) (laughs) Who did Home Depot? Which lesbian hasn't really? really? Oh, wow. they, you know, they're oh, going no, they down. To Lowe's. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they oh. they walk down an aisle, Howard. look at home fixtures, and like, this is the moment. You're this so, is a, we didn't need an so officiant <laughs> to our five lesbian. Listeners. We just needed some caulking. <laughs> I don't know about that. And this Scots. <laughs> now, um, and I should have. I didn't even think about this earlier. So I did check out uh, Jinx Monsoon's album, oh, the inevitable album. Uh, I wanted to mention it real quick just because it, it just came out earlier this month. We're still in May for now. And, uh, you know, if you have watched the RuPaul special, did they show her singing in that one or was that a no. pre? Okay, so that was a web content only, but when they mm-hmm. were doing their special. I watched it regardless of the fact that I knew who the winner was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she did her song Coffee and Wine, which is nice. It's a good little song. But I will tell you this, that album is really eccentric. There is a lot of different styles and, 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 uh, some original, some covers. Okay. Uh, I think one of my favorite is actually one of her originals. She did a song called What About Debbie? And this is a care, it's a song based on a character from Adam's Family 2, Family Values. <gasps> but what about? Yes. Oh my God. No exactly. Way. Is that and Joe she, Cusack? Yes. Yeah. Joe Cusack's character, oh Debbie, I forgot her last name. But the, a whole song about her, and it's from her perspective. And it's called What About Debbie? And it is fabulous. I got to see her perform it in Parliament, and it was great. Uh, but she covers other songs like Witchcraft. 
uh, Creep by Radiohead, which actually I really like. Um, what else is a cover? Uh, Everybody's Girl, I think, is a cover. My Heart Belongs to Daddy, that's a cover. Um, but uh, he did a song with uh, what's the guys the the male singer from B52s, Fred. You know what I'm talking about. Damn it, Janet, Janet, these Popeyes are delicious. (laughs) He actually did a song, wrote a song for her called uh, The Bacon Shake. And it's all about, you know, this chick shaking her bacon. Rock lobster. No, it's, um, but it's actually really fun too. So, and of course she covers the ladies in drag or the ladies who drag, which is a Steven Sondheim cover. Uh, great album. Please check it out. Um, you know, we, the show actually, like I said, the Jinx Monsoon episode, uh, that came before this one actually has a link to it. So if you go check that out, we'd appreciate it. So since we're on music, can I mention that I saw Cher? Oh, <laughs> God damn it, you fucking bitch! You fucking bitch! I didn't want to add it to the notes, so I just thought I'd throw it in well, there. Well, no, I'd love to hear about this. She was fantastic. There's nothing real about her anymore. Uh-huh. It looks like they transplanted her 85-year-old head. It's on not a, a hologram? No, it's not a hologram, but her tits are where they belong. Oh. Like, she came out in the last number naked. She had little glitter on her tits. I'm like, your tits should be hanging on the floor, girl. Where the up, up, uh, oh, up, pointing the you in the eye. Medical, you know, technologies. It was, she looked now, great. Hey, I'm, girl, I need you to switch shifts with me <laughs> so I can go see Cher and Cindy Lauper and Pat Benatar. See, I was more interested in Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper did an hour. Yeah, she was fantastic. I've, I have seen fucking fantastic. I have seen both Cindy Lauper and Pat Benatar, and they are my two favorites oh out of the eighties. Cindy yeah. Lauper was flawless. She is, and her. You know what? Her blues album is actually really good. She has a blues album? Yes, she does. Go back and Get listen to out. that blues album. I want to see the the uh, the mute the play that she uh, that Harvey Firestein did and that she wrote the music for. Mm. I want to see that. It was, oh. um, so one thing I did hear about the Cher concert, cause I was at Parliament House that night. Pat had an event, uh, where we it was were, desolate until Cher got out. Yep, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but when it did get out, there were a lot of people there. Um, they said that she actually was on stage for less than half of her whole time, her whole concert. Yeah, because of the costume changes. Costume changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she had half naked men dancing and swinging oh, around. Well, so all right. fun, like they fun. entertained it. Like, here's the thing. You know, Cher is Cher. I get that. I do love, like, her Living Proof album, I'm all about that. Uh-huh. This is the song for the lonely, can you hear me tonight? For the broken heart and battles, oh. I'll be by your soul. Okay, anyway. Song. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but when you're sharing the stage, and that's what she was, with Pat Benatar and Cindy Lauper, like, I mean, you don't have 80 hours to sit there. No. So wait, it, Pat Benatar was there too and she opened for, wait, how, how'd that work? It was, uh, it was Cindy first. And no, Pat wasn't that, was that one. You told me she no, was. No, she wasn't. It was Cindy and Cher. Yeah. Oh. Pat was up north. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I got you. Down I was okay. confused. I'm like. Yeah, I got an hour of Cindy. Okay. And, uh, Two hours of share. Hour yeah, of share. but you know, really an hour. But you know, okay. but the the touching moment that Cher did, she did. I got you, babe, and the screen comes down, Aww. and she and there's Sunny and Cher. Oh, I was gonna say she, they gave her the corpse of Sunny. Oh, <laughs> they did a weekend at Bernie's, <laughs> but it was great. And that was really, you know, it was really touching. And and you just reminded me of something. I need to throw a shout out because. Uh, I to went share? to the French festival this year. This is not music, but it's sort of music. Both of you just throwing. Listen, everything I, I love sorry. in my I'm face. I'm so sorry. 
uh, to quote Eric and David Tennant, um, Fringe Festival is amazing. Great. And if you've never been to a Fringe Festival, it's basically independent theater, but lined up so you can hit show after show after show. Yeah, it's great. Uh, really great. I saw two shows this year. Uh, both people who I know, and I want to give shouts out, shout outs to both of them. One is Doug Bowser, uh, who if you're a local in Orlando uh, radio person, you've heard him on um, Jim Phillips. Mm-hmm. But he also hosts a lot of gay events around, including Stonewall and Parliament. Uh, he did a show called Tired Old Whore, where he played a whore. Wait, wait, wait. Was this, was this the, the theatrical version of Eric's autobiography? I'm surprised I lived through this. Eric, I don't know though. Did you ever get paid for it? Moving on. Okay. So, uh, it was Eric's story, but it, it, he was really funny and he had a segment on, or she, cause it was, you know, character, had a segment on all the famous people she slept with and how her pussy was cursed. And so she slept with, you know, like Kurt Cobain at the end. Oh, wait, you know, and that, you know, happened and, he mentions, or she mentions Sonny Bono going on a trip, a skiing trip to him with him. Um, so that was funny and it was a, it was a really fun show. Um, the other one is actually, uh, if you go way back in our history, uh, we did an episode about the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Mm-hmm. Remember that episode? I remember that yeah, episode. My friend Logan. And exactly, I saw the Field Guide to the Logan, which, uh, Logan Donahue, he is a sister, Sister Ambrosia. I love you, Logan. And we all love Logan. He did the Field Guide to the gay la- Gays last year, which was very well received. And uh, this was more of a personal story, basically his life story, uh, as a kind of a TED talk. That's like the closest I can compare what mm-hmm. it was to. But he actually brought somebody up on stage as kind of like a mock date. Uh, so uh, Pat and I got to see that this weekend, and it was lots of fun. If he, if if you ever have a chance to see the Field Guide to the Gays, Logan does, or Field Guide to Logan, very funny. I realized, oh my god, we have very similar childhoods. It's kind of scary. Uh, and he's a big old nerd like us, so I love him. And we're going to have him he's back on soon. He's coming to the soon. store on multiple occasions. Well, we're going to have him back on soon to either promote his stuff or uh, maybe some more sisters stuff because he's mm. just fantastic. So, And he lives around the corner. So, All right, moving on to our uh, games segment. Now, I am very excited. It hasn't come out yet, but I am excited about Mario Kart 8. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. And that's like... Next week, I think it is. And I've been counting down the months, I've been, the years. I've been for playing the new Mario Kart. on the 3DS, the seven, just mm-hmm. to get back into it, and sort of so I don't suck right away. Uh, and even on the Wii, I played a couple uh, things on that with the fucking steering wheel. Which sucks. I love the steering oh, wheel. How dare you? God, no, I need the. I need to be able to slide, so I have to have the shoulder buttons. Mm. Um, but um, Infinite Crisis is a game that I've actually also been meaning to How check out. How did we get to this? Um, I don't no, care there's anymore. There's no game. Well, hey, my hey, docu- hey, I don't just, see just, games. Just, it's right Joshua, there. do you I have time to play games? and comics. Evidently. I'm the one who put it on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this game like? I've heard good things. First, I want to back up and say that I got to play Mario Kart uh, <gasps> 8 at WonderCon. And there's a little photo up where you get in Mario's hover car and you do like a pose. So, you know, I was rocking it. You bitch. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, let's back it up. They sent you to WonderCon? It's just up the road. Well, uh, yeah, but yeah. Did you get a per diem? <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> oh my God. I totally need to work for IGN now. <laughs> No, yeah, I just, yeah, it was, it's only like an hour away, so I just like drove over and uh, spent the day there and then like drove back. Um, it was super cool. I got, did I tell you, I got to meet like Jim Lee and Kevin Conroy at the same time and interviewed them both. Yeah. And then, uh, I was talking to Kevin Conroy, who sounds just like Batman when he just normally talks. Really? So it was like really surreal. 
hearing the voice like coming out of him. And I asked him a question, and I don't really remember what I asked him, but he started like doing like like little voice snippets from like the show, and he's like, and sometimes I would I would talk like Batman doing this, and then sometimes I'd bring it down here and say, you, you're not gonna get away with this, Joker, and doing like all this stuff, and I was like. I'm never deleting this interview recording for as long as I live to, like, make it my ringtone or something. Nice. So it was absolutely insane uh, getting to meet them and stuff. Um, yeah. And what was I saying? Oh, Something about – uh, oh, yeah, that was fun. You were a bitch. No, we were talking about Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario Kart. Yeah, it was cool. I played it for, like, five minutes. It was fun. Um but, uh, and then, oh, did I tell you I'm going to E3 this year? Oh, well, Cap will be there with a couple Nerdy Show people. Oh, cool. I'm not actually, like, covering it. They're just, like, it's in L.A., so, like, you may as well just go and, like, look at all the games. Yeah. So it's just my goal to play Super Smash Brothers until they, like, kick me out. <laughs> um. But so, anyways, Infin- Infinite Crisis is a MOBA, like, multiplayer online battle arena game. Um, it was, like, League of Legends or Dota 2. Um, those are some of the more popular ones. But it's, it's, it's pretty much just, like, League of Legends with DC Comics characters. And it's called Infinite Crisis, so they take alternate versions of characters. Some, like from uh, Gotham by Gaslight, they have like Gaslight Batman, Gaslight Catwoman. Mm. And some they just made up. There's like Mecha Superman, Mecha Wonder Woman. Uh, there's like Arcane Green Lantern, where he's like a medieval knight who's like a sorcerer. Um, but then they also have like the classic versions. So you can just be like regular Hal. Uh, they just added Sinestro to the game, which is super cool. He spends the whole game with his arms folded and then he just has constructs like doing the work for him around him. It's really cool. It's like so arrogant. Well, uh, so, is this on a PC really or what, what, what huh? platform is it on? It's, it's for PC. Okay. Um, and you play it with like a group of other people. It can be random people or a group of friends. And that's actually what I like about it. It's just that everyone is like these iconic characters, mostly heroes, but then there's some villains in there like Joker and Doomsday and, and stuff. Uh, but you're, uh, you're just like you're playing together with this group of people, and you're all these iconic heroes using like Flash's super speed, or like Superman. He goes up, up, and away, and he like he goes across the stage and like smashes into somebody, and it's like it's just, like so cool. You, you feel like you're on the Justice League. So um, who are, except are sometimes, you? You're actually the you know, superhero. Doomsday is on the team. You're, yeah, you're, what you're you say? actually the superhero. You're like you could be Superman, you could be Wonder Woman, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just like a, a match where. Um, you're trying to destroy the opponent's base. So it's it's five people versus five people, and you go through this, like, map, and you just try to, like, get over there and destroy their towers that guard their base and then get in their base and, and destroy it. So whoever does that first wins. It's kind of got a learning curve. There's, like, all these, like, weird mechanics that aren't in most games. Um, But once you, like, get it down, it's, like, super easy. It's a lot of fun, and you just get to be like your favorite superheroes and do like all their most powerful moves. Um, so it's 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 fun. Actually, my favorite character that I'm the best with is Aquaman. Oh wow, oh, that's uh, surprising. <laughs> well, I have to check that out because I've heard a lot of good things about League of Legends, and uh, even though I was big into the Marvel MMO for about five minutes, I uh, haven't touched it in a while. So oh wow, I have, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, even look at it. I think a lot of people have. Oh, hey, hey, um, hey, League oh, of Legends, oh. Olympic sport now. Mm-hmm. Are you way, 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 well, wait, wait? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not fucking kidding you. <laughs> As of is it a winter or a summer Olympic? I don't know that. That's it's, insane. I'm going to say a winter it's been, Olympic. It's been confirmed <laughs> as an Olympic sport. That is the first game, video game that I'm surprised they didn't start with something like, like well, the Koreans have, have been playing they have forever. World championships for really. Well, I know they have world championships, yes, yes. but fucking Olympics. Yes. Wow. This will be fascinating. Um. In sad news, oh, 
So I have a penchant for um, aerial, like flight simulator, like dogfighting sort of thing. Sure. Oh, yeah, me too. I am. I am all about those. Uh-huh. One of my favorite, favorite PlayStation games ever is Call of Duty Wars Red Sun. Okay. So my heart got ripped in twain. And then Chuck threw a wood chipper Uh-oh. when I found out that Star Wars Attack Squadrons got axed. <gasps> they decided not to go with it. Oh. It had a closed beta. Um, so really, like, that pretty much far into the game, like, it's it's going to come out. And they're just like, nope. Not gonna do and they it. Can't open source it or something. I mean, nope, nope. Because it was Jesus. it's it's under the the Disney lock and key. Uh, it's in the Disney vault. Shit. Well, with Hoffa's body and with uh, <laughs> with uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Yes, that was a really exciting game too that got axed. Um. Well, that's a shame. I'm and, sure there will be something. Although I know you know Joshua, they added uh, more uh, space uh, dogfighting to. Uh, Swator uh, or whatever, uh, Star Wars Online. Oh, really? Yeah, or Old Republic. Yeah, still yeah. on like a rail, like a Star Fox type. Game? I think so. Still. Boo hiss! But they've added like custom fighters. Who they... the fuck cares? You're on a rail. I... Rail, like you know, it's, it's, it's the shittiest version. It's like, hey guys, we didn't really have enough money yeah. to figure out like a big cube. We couldn't give you a cube. Yeah. So what we did instead was put you on this predetermined path. Which is sad because the first games that came out long ago, Wing Commander and TIE Fighter and X-Wing, like they were all open, fly wherever the hell you want mm-hmm. games, and they were fabulous. But um, anyway, so I, I've been toying with the idea. They keep sending me emails to come back, and they offer like all this shit if you come back, and I just... I just Could you the only one playing? Yeah. No, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's pretty good. I actually, I mean, I have play. It's free to play, but... All right, let's move on. Let's talk some comics, shall we? Are we there? We are. We're, there. We're here. I Not know. much, though, with the comics. Yeah, world. I mean, there's some. I mean, good there have been stuff. some things that have come out. Um, well, let's let's. Uh, Forever Evil. What do you mean, not much? Well, so this okay, is the it's problem. On the though. list. Calm down, the sir. Forever Evil thing. Here's my thing about it. It's so delayed that so many other books have moved on and gone. Like past we've got that. aftermath. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We've got Justice League United Aftermath. It's all after the sh- fucking ep- issue that didn't come out. But, you know, I will say that, and I know you posted about this, Josh, that, like, the shocking thing isn't the Dick Grayson thing. That's kind no. of like an almost a who cared at this point. It's really that 
And this is something I swear somebody Superwoman's a hoe. <laughs> well, I don't know about what what Superwoman's Superwoman. a hoe. Yeah. Ultraman, Owlman, and Alexander Luthor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? Okay, sorry, 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 yeah, yeah. That's all I was going for. I was going for the fact that fucking uh, Lex Luthor knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. That's huge. Like, that's a big thing. And it, Did you read Justice League? Yeah. Oh, that was awesome, yeah. Oh, was that, was that in Justice League and not in uh, Forever no, Evil? No, he said at the end of Forever Evil, and then in Justice League, he went, ding dong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that they have now, and they're going to have to have, an understanding of sorts and that, you know, they are begrudgingly kind of accepting that he is a hero and that, that now he has this on Batman will, I think, kind of force the issue that they have to accept him. Well, you know, my thing with him, it's like, you know, he's the only one that pieced it together. No, exactly. Um, you see, all you really? needed was yeah, yeah, Dick know Clark Grayson Kent. was Nightwing and he's been a ward of Bruce Wayne. Haram. <laughs> but Luthor figured it out. <laughs> but but that, that that then he doesn't turn around and go, oh, Clark Kent's Superman? Like, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But, I mean, that is kind of a game changer, certainly. I mean, it, it has big implications for the DC Universe. So, I mean, that was, I guess that's really the biggest thing to come out of the Forever Evil. Other yeah. than they have all these villains running around and you have the 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 remainder or the remains of the uh crime syndicate sort of there well, they're all imprisoned yeah, yeah but not just Owlman that running around you you realize and and this is why i really like jeff johns's take on you know luthor and captain cold these people are yes opportunistic but evil sometimes isn't black or white yeah Lex Luthor hates supervillains. If you took, I'm sorry, superheroes, superpowers, period. Right. If you took them out of the equation, he'd still be a dick. Yeah. Yep. But half of the stuff that he's pulled, he would have never done. Yeah. Because he's tired of people looking up to these heroes as gods. Like, he truly believes in the power of the human experience. Well, they've had it easy because they have these gifts, whereas he has earned mm -hmm. and worked hard for everything, which gives his relationship with Batman a new meaning. Yeah. Because he sees Batman as a compatriot. So mm -hmm. he can go, this guy's earned his shit. Yeah. So he's a human playing around with gods. Yeah. And I'm, um, I'm very excited about Justice League in this new, uh, era. Yeah, to see how Lex Luthor is on this team and what's going to happen. You know Superman's not there. Which is kind of an odd thing. Like, I didn't know if they were going to tie in the uh, Doomed stuff at all, which actually is very uh, not tied in at all, which is no. another thing I want to talk about. But um, he just kind of, like, leaves. Like, for really no big reason, right? He just kind of... Luthor. He doesn't like well, to have people loving Luthor right now. Yeah, but that's kind of a dick thing just well, like, it's the well, same thing but was it it's the his 90s? arch nemesis yeah in the 90s they did it he He's was like Superman. the people were going to be doing better than uh, electing lex Luthor as president and i just it's very take my ball and go home which superman you expect he's above that no, I, he's not. I gotta say that i got you have to compare this to marvel's dark reign and yep. it's mm -hmm. um because it's pretty much that version and in that story of course norman osborne pretty much took over the world and formed his own Dark Avengers, and there was, like, Dark X-Men and everything. Um, but this is not that, because Lex Luthor isn't, like, replacing the Justice League with his own. He's becoming one of them. And yeah. I find that, like, really interesting that, you know, do do you guys buy 
that Lex has changed, or is he like, or is this some super evil plan? And like a year from now, when the storyline decides to wrap, is he? Is this some like, is he tricking them? Because yeah. they put the lasso on him in uh, Justice League Thirty, and he seemed to be telling the truth. And you know, we know he has like these like hidden feelings about like his sister. No, that sounds awful. That sounds like Game of Thrones. <laughs> but he has like, um, you know, his, his sister, sister is like still alive, and he failed her, and she's like an invalid. Um, you know, he saved Superman's life. He didn't have to do that. You know, that's that's crazy. And he pretty much saved the world. Um, and now he's like giving them a base and everything. Of course, I'm sure he has complete control over it, no matter like what Cyborg, uh, no matter what Cyborg does. But you know, it's it's really interesting to me. And it, they always say, you know, oh, this event will change the universe forever. Like how we read DC Comics for the rest of your life. Uh, um, and it never <laughs> seems like the case. And it's like yeah. all these heroes coming together to like change the universe as we know it. But I feel like just this one thing, this one character who's like the bad guy. It decides to be a good guy. I feel like that's the biggest change like I've ever seen out of one of these events. It is, but we all know that we've seen how Superior Spider-Man ended, although it ended sort of in a noble way. But, I mean, it is only a temporary thing. Like, you're going to have this story. Unfortunately. Well, for until probably the, the movie, the, the Justice League or whatever – Superman. Oh, so action. you mean for from oh, now so until the end of time, it'll never happen. Yeah. So Lex Luthor's gonna be twelve. <laughs> wow! I mean, until ju- until there is a time where they either need to for other media purposes or they decide to, it's a temporary thing, and it's got to be a long con or it's got to be a tragic story where something happens and he basically goes back to bad guy. And you know what? It's like fault state. You're never gonna. It's never gonna go anywhere else. I would be fine with that because I think. This take on Luthor is is better than, you know, sometimes a Luthor that we get in Superman. I agree. Because you have this person who, like, for lack of a, uh, of a better term, you misunderstand. He's not evil. He's just, I mean, he does terrible things. He's misunderstood. He's just, no, he is. He's misunderstood. People, like, if you read uh, Azarello's Luthor, mm-hmm. like, Lex Luthor, Man of Steel, Luthor isn't evil. He just can't trust absolute power yeah. because he like He's libertarian, worthless libertarians. Um, he knows that at any given moment, with you know, like say blue kryptonite, Superman goes from being your best ally to your worst enemy, yeah. and he's tired of humanity. Like leaning on him, putting his trust and faith in something other than themselves. Yeah, yeah. I know. I and I, I do think that is a more interesting Luther. But uh, Luther again, is the, epit- sort of the yeah. same thing to protect the human race. Yeah, he they is. Were, were Sentinels wanted to decimate everybody who had a the power. They yeah. are. They are the epitome of manifest destiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, Future's End is an interesting uh, sort of. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. Back whoa, up. What? Whoa. There is much more for every little discussion to be had. Like, does Batman love Wonder Woman? Was that a love triangle for Yes, me? that's exactly what it was. Yes, it was. Well, good. Yeah. That's out of the way. How about the <laughs> anti-monster who's now human-sized, dark-side-sized? Who? who? Well, he oh, can monitor Can he grow and shrink the anti-monitor? I don't think so. Uh, that was weird. Like, I... Redesigned him, and now he's and everyone, they made you think Darkseid was going to be the one who was like invading and who destroyed Earth uh, three, but it ends up being Anti Monitor. Isn't that like oh god insane? Are we going to get another Crisis on Infinite Earth? I'll well, kill myself. We, I will kill myself. Listen, I have to go through this no, again. No, come on. You know that next year is the what fortieth? 
anniversary, right? Why don't you just slap me in the face? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but, you know. It, no, it, it can't be the 40th. It's got to be like the 30th. Oh, maybe it's the 30th. It's the 30th anniversary. Because okay. I was old enough to read it, so. Mm, oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, there's an anniversary coming up, and DC has been very cagey in all of its interviews. They have not answered the question, and they're very deliberately dodging whether or not they're doing it just to, you know, well, or whatever. Now but. it ties into Future's End because they do say about something with Earth 2. Yep. That the two of them, so well, this could Crisis be a whole thing. Crisis was always a multiverse fight, mm-hmm. you know, between Earth 1 or 2 or what, all 52? of them or whatever, right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm confident that at least we're going to have the Earth 1, Earth 2 battle as that crisis, but... Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting. And Andy Monitor- Yeah, the last chapter of Forever Evil, Forever Evil number seven, was was titled uh, "A Crisis of Self." Mm-hmm. Okay. And what, what did the ending say? Didn't say, was that the ending when it said the something crisis? Because well, yeah, it had the, the old font. Title. They'll use the old font. They use the old font of crisis. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's deliberate. Well, that's mm. in the near future. Actually, not even near future. So the near future. I gotta though. say, I do not like Future's End. It's like really hard to read and get through and like the characters are like all unlikable jerks and not in like a good way um whereas like batman eternal the other you know weekly series um that is awesome that is like really good i'm kind of split down the middle because the i i know what you're saying i the likability factor is is a bad thing with uh, futures in but when did we ever like mr terrific <laughs> or firestorm for that matter um, but honestly, Batman Eternal so far has been kind of boring. Like, it's a weekly series, so ex- don't expect, you know, lots of action. But I, I don't know. And plus, now that they're following different storylines, it's going to be one of these Game of Thrones sort of things where I may want to know about the uh, Jim Gordon storyline, but I'm not going to see another thing about it for another, like, month. Right. You know, so I, I like the idea, and I'm going to stick with both of them, but... See, I like um, Future's End. I'm having fun with Future's End with Terry McGinnis and finally playing with him in the regular DC that's continuity. Cool. That's what I like. It's nice seeing DC characters like, even though he got killed, Green Arrow sort of in the way that I like to see him. You know, it, it's nice seeing a progression of story because mm-hmm. you know that you can never get to that. Even five years later, you can't really get to in a meaningful way. So this is their chance to kind of show not the far future, which a lot of, you know, comic publishers have done but the the near future well it's really weird that you know he, batman beyond's from the future uh-huh. goes into the past but yet it's five years of our future yeah kind of weird that convoluted. that i was like whoa um i like that this will be where we get to see wally west as the flash that's gonna be cool i'm very excited when that happens although i don't know if that's in the weekly or just in the when they do all the books, you know, five the tie-ins, yeah, the yeah. tie-ins. Oh, the terrible tie. Oh, your oh. your September is just going to be amazing. I'm already okay. Side note, uh huh. DC can go fuck itself and die in a ditch. Oh yeah, because they put me through that bullshit 3D cover once, right? And now that I have to go through it again, <laughs> from from a re- like, and I've never said this from a retailer's perspective, it's hell. die in a ditch. Yeah. Or, yes, we'll make money. Or yeah, exactly. No, no, it's, make I, money. no it's not even about that. Yeah. It's do you have this? No. Well, do you think you're no? Well, are you gonna get it? No. I don't care. It's gonna be worthless. You're actually gonna lose money on this. Show leave me alone, goddamn it! Leave me alone. 
show up in October and we'll have a buttload of all of them. That's yeah, what exactly. I've learned. Please, I give away uh, the you know 3D what, covers yes. now. Here, take one. I'm sorry to yell. Say hello, here's the cover. Make sure, Pat, just yeah, when so you look, edit this, look at that. dip that really low. <laughs> dip it really um, low. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, I'm back. So other than the weekly books and other than Forever Evil, does anybody else care about what's going on in D.C. at all? Um, Wonder Woman. Oh, Doom. I did want to mention Doom. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Doom, um, I like it. I think it's an interesting take. I had read sort of that they weren't going to do the retread of Doomsday like they had done, you know, previously in the, the 90s. But I I don't know. Superman has this. No. Did you see Wonder Woman's new power? What's her new power? <laughs> that she went. Uh, there's a whole uh, American army. The whole army's there. And she just landed. And she's telepathic going, you know who I am. I am war. All telepathically. And they're all just linked up oh, with I her. Oh, I missed that. Because she's war. Yeah. That's our bitch. Well, that <laughs> is kind of a nice oh, yeah, little that side effect. That was awesome. Right? Charles Soul has such good lines. What was the line? It was like, I know. She's like, he, They're like, oh, how are you doing this? She's like, I am war. I know and all, I know all soldiers and all soldiers know me. Mm, well, our soldiers yeah. want to know her. <laughs> I I really like. I know with the new when they reboot Wonder Woman when <laughs> was it Finch the Finches? They're getting it. We don't know that for sure, right? Oh, I thought no. I heard that because well, I asked David Finch uh, at MegaCon and he said he's not. That was a rumor. Uh, Thank well, God. Maybe you just can't confirm it yet. But I really want Soul to take it. I would love because he really Charles of all Soul the ones write. so far seems to be the most. Obvious. And I like Tony Daniels' art on her. Yeah, I like the no, way she looks. Tony Daniels doing some of the best work of his career, I think. Well, as long as you keep him out of the writing, yeah, pen, well, you're good. Yeah. Charles Soul is writing the September annual event uh, Wonder Woman issue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Just saying. And the he's killing Wolverine. Forward. Yeah, and he's killing Wolverine. He's just. Well, in my like Hall of Fame, kill I, Wolverine, make Wonder Woman look good to the masses. I have a theory about the Wolverine thing. I want to talk about here in a second. But mm-hmm. uh, okay, so other than Doomed and what, for all the events, is there anything else in DC that we even care about? You know what? Spe- stay on Charles Soul. Uh-huh. His Swamp Thing still I love. It's it's not necessarily action packed, but he has a firm grasp on that character. He you know has like and just like a one or two sentences creates this whole new dynamic of you know we had you know Snyder saying there's um three kingdoms the red the green and the rot and you know in just like two sentences Scott Snyder I'm sorry uh Charles Soule just creates this whole other realm the gray and they're like you know like what's that it's like it's fungi it's spores like God. that it no it doesn't count but they have their own, they have their own avatar, of course. And it's really fucked up. Like, he knows how to write that book. So is the bleach coming? I'm sorry, it's, girl. No, <laughs> it's, it's really good. Like, you don't read Swamp Thing, but I, did. I, no, you don't. I did. You did. I, I do. I did. Um, but it's been, it's been really, from, from a writer's perspective, like, um, it's been interesting and it doesn't have to do like any annoying crossovers in the same vein as Wonder Woman. Like it just is what it is. Right. Um, although speaking of annoying crossovers, isn't it crossing over with Aquaman? What, which one? Oh yeah, Uh, it is. Aquaman. But you know what? It might, yeah, that's the next issue. It might be good. It probably will be good. It may, somebody save Aquaman. No, I agree. Everything you said, by the way, that is an awesome book. Really everything he's writing. Although, can we, can we talk about why he's on Death of Wolverine? I actually think that's the most shocking thing about the announcement. We will deal with that later. 
We will deal with that later. Uh, Actually, I, I well, lay. Yeah, let's hold off on that for just a second. Let's do indie books real quick, and then we'll get to Marvel because okay. Marvel's always the one we spend the most time on. Um, what? Oh, oh. So let me talk about this first. Um, the publishers up at Northwest, uh, Northwest or Northwestern? I was screwed up. Northwest Press. Our friend and uh, actually we interviewed him. Uh, Jared and Pat interviewed him over a year ago. Zan Christensen uh, actually sent me a couple uh, issues to review. Uh, and um, I got to check out Bold Legend of Bold Riley number one by uh, Leah Wethington and Jonathan Dalton. If I mispronounce your name, I'm really sorry. Um, they had actually sent me the um, sort of a prequel, but it's like an OGN sort of graphic novel thing a while ago. And I kind of flipped through it. And I, at the time, I was busy. I didn't check it out. But I did read this first issue of an ongoing series. And let me tell you what's cool about Northwest Press, first of all, is Zan is awesome. He is a huge lover of comics, and he's a big old mo, and loves getting younger or sort of independent artists and writers that want to produce gay or gay-friendly content and give them a place to publish it. uh, It's pretty much the... If you're not too sexually explicit, Northwest will take you. Otherwise, you go to Class Comics. Yes, it is definitely not as straight-up pornographic. However, uh, the other book, and we're going to review this in more full uh, in a future episode, probably the next episode, uh, Fearful Hunter by uh, John Macy, who uh, uh, Jared actually got to spend, you get to meet and hang out with and talk to. Uh, that's a little more straight-up erotic yes i mean we're not talking de lazarov you know <laughs> crap i mean uh comics but we are talking straight up erotic uh entertainment but no uh going back to legend of bold riley um the art i want to focus on the art for a second because the story is very almost mythic fairy tale yeah, it's it's a swashbuckling story it was it, cool yeah it was very cool the art was beautiful art was just gorgeous yeah, it was gorgeous that the i have to colors were nice pastels and um, it's it's an Indian princess. Yeah, it was also like almost like an old time, like when you see like these old pictures and these old paintings from the uh, Indian and stuff like yeah. that. You get that kind of a feel the way they did the art. You know what it reminded colors. me of? It reminded me of Conan, in the sense that Conan is a warrior that travels around, oh, yes, and has adventures that are very standalone, separate, and and kind of loves them and leaves them and moves on. Yes, it's it's a swashbuckling story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and, and so if you, um, you know, and it's, it's not even this, this issue really wasn't even that quote, 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 unquote gay. Like, even if you just like swashbuckling, uh, or, or strong women characters, Mm -hmm. like, or or you like mythic fable sort of stuff, it's all that, all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is an ongoing, so I'm going to, I'm going to see about maybe even subscribing or following up and getting future issues. Is it web issues or is it actual issues? Well, they publish them digitally, but, um, they probably have a printed version as well. But they do. most they, they sell them at conventions. Yeah, so most you can order it online. Yeah, yeah. you go online and um, probably for most people easiest just to get uh, PDF or, or whatever format okay. you want. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Fearful Hunter, the other one, probably in an upcoming episode. But definitely wanted to mention it, and I really thank Northwestern Press for uh, Northwest. Northwest. Press. Damn it. <laughs> I always want to thank Northwestern. I want to thank them for sending it to us and 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 allowing us to check. Well, it thank out. you, I appreciate because it's that. really cool. More, we do enjoy it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, now I don't know what MPH is. Oh, the, new Mark Millar. the new Mark Millar book. Everybody all cracked out. <laughs> I didn't get tweaking. That. Did not get. They it. were all tweaking. I am reading um, the other one, the one with Starlight. Starlight. I love Starlight. 
Starlight's really good. Starlight is one of my favorites. Gordon Parlov's art is fucking awesome. Oh, speaking of Mark Malone, I got to see uh, a trailer for Secret Service when I went to see X-Men. It looks pretty badass, and the boys are adorable. What's up? Oh, my God. What is MPH? Crack. (laughs) So, MPH is a story about um, a guy... Well, it's two stories that were... I guess we'll, we'll merge into one, but it's a story about someone who's on the wrong side of the law, but actually has a good heart and wants to use crime to move up in the world and then legitimize. Like any mob movie where you're already taken over and you're the godfather. Okay. So um, things don't go the way he anticipated. Of course. And he gets a hold of this drug in prison in prison called MPH that allows him to... Not MPH, not Neil Patrick Harris. No, MPH. MPH, miles per hour. That allows him to view the world in an almost quicksilver sort of way. Um, And once he realizes that he's not freaking out, this is real, he uses it to his advantage, which is go on a crime spree. All right. And it's Mark Millard. Do you remember who the artist is? No, I don't. Because I I will remember when he tries to throw him under the bus for being late. Yeah. (laughs) He's, Oral's absolutely right. How did, you know what? So far has been on time. Stardust. Yeah, Starlight. Yeah, you're right. Let me, yeah. (laughs) That was Neil Gaiman. Let me tell you this. When I, because I always read the, um, the letters page or, you know, like the author talking to his audience uh-huh. because I want to see what lies and deceit Mark Millar will spin to say, this is not my fault. And his whole thing from now on, I'm going to make sure that half of my series is already in the can before I print the first issue, not to have like delays. I'm like, you're really still blaming these artists. Actually, at this point, wouldn't you blame yourself for picking quietly? Quietly. Yeah, really. To, <laughs> to put out a book? Are you shitting me? A monthly book. Yeah. yeah. Are you really blaming John Romita Jr., yeah. who put out Cap like none other? Yeah. Spider-Man be- like none other. Yeah. Because his art's really good. First of all, John Romita Jr. is good. He's not that good. Well, he's no Frank Quietly. No. I, Frank Quietly, with the detail he puts in, like, I I understand. But there's still ways to handle Like you said, do it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And, nah. But no. Mm-mm. All no. Right. But, you know, he he's proud of the, the Malarverse that he's creating. Starlight is good. It's Starlight's, not great. Uh, no, I think it is great. No, I no, think, no. I think it is probably some of the best Miller stuff I've read in a while. Because I, I have That's not, not saying much. Have you read well, what's come out recently? But I mean, like, it's what Kick-Ass I, 16, Wrath yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Kickening. I've been enjoying Kick-Ass, but I think probably since, like, 1985, not the year, but the book. Like, this is back to that level of a writer who worships comics, but yet it, it's a very personal thing for him. And he's, I don't know, it feels like there's some personal stuff happening with some of the, the family dynamics and sort of the perspective of... Uh, this older character kind of seeing his life in the past and reliving it. Um, what's the Lumberjanes about other than what it sounds like? I haven't been reading it. It's weird. No idea. It I think it's like a Buffy kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, people are asking for it more and more. I would like to see what it's about. Oh, it's about like girls who go to the summer it's camp and they monsters. fight the supernatural. Yeah. So like a Buffy whole thing. And 
They're like Girl Scouts, always prepared and always. They don't actually have like lumberjack like qualities. That would be pretty cool. I said I they can't were even say anything to this. <laughs> like no, lesbians always lesbians who cut down trees and create spikes out of. Can it. we make that and a thing? Because that sounds kind of cool for some people. All right. Uh, well, are there any other indie books? Oh, let me be honest with you guys. I finally caught up to. Uh, uh, shit! What the hell is it? Saga. I read the first three trades. But I didn't read. Actually, didn't read the new issue. Oh, for fuck's sake! Read the first three trades. I read yeah. the first three trades, so I've almost all one, all mm. but one issue caught up. And it's great. I mean, I, I no doubt it'd be good. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has put the fear of God into me that every character I love is going to get killed, a la Game of Thrones. But, hold, you know. hold that thought. Uh huh. Did he buy those trades from you, girl? Oh no, honey, I didn't buy them from you. Oh, okay. I'll be honest. Comicsology had a sale, and I don't think if mm. I went through. A certain portal it would have given me that discount i am loving saga though it is really fun uh i did hear about what happens in that next issue oh and there's a bit of a you mean the odds of march <laughs> oh god that's what i got from it like really? that first page and because saga does this thing and it's not even like a trope with them mm-hmm. it's just a motif where that first page sometimes especially in the beginning of a story arc will you know shock you but it's that last one that will lay you flat and they did it again and i i love soccer for that because it and it's not even it's not even that it gets you with a gimmick it's like this is what this story arc is about and i was reading it and i saw that page i'm like that's gorgeous and i'm reading it i'm like oh i'm so excited oh my god they just stabbed me like i was caesar i'm dead yeah, I'm dead. I oh my god, I can't believe this. I'm upset. And there was a birth. There was a birth, and they showed it in all of its glory. Mm-hmm. But that's saga for you. Yeah, I know. Like I, I can't complain. They've had some lovely male nudity, as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. They've had. Yeah, it's good. I love saga. Good show. Um, so let's go back to some Marvel, shall we? Joshua, you oh have wait any a minute. Uh, any any other honorable mentions for? For indies like Shutter Two, which was good. Was it? Mm-hmm. Um, I did MPH. read the latest oh, uh, Profit. That was fucking crazy. I need to steal all your profits. Yeah, um, it's fine. United States of Murder Inc., which oh, is the new the Bendis? like Bendis book. Yeah, Bendis and uh, what's his name from uh, Powers. Yeah, yeah. Interesting promise. I'm excited to see where it goes. I keep that is probably my favorite. Like first issue uh of the year really um yeah for like best like new series it, like the world building first of all mm-hmm. it's it's a double-sized issue for uh cost of one and in that time he uses it to like build the, the entire world just through like dialogue and interactions and like setting changes yep. not through like, he never actually tells you anything and yeah, do you know have you read it brian uh no i haven't i've been meaning to it's uh, I didn't want to tell you it's it's so good but it's like the, the synopsis is you know what if um the 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 United States lost the war with the mob yeah you know what I mean like the government lost the war with the mob and the, it's like pretty much they've carved out their own turf in America and they're in a world to where where people don't even remember what it was like before that you know what I mean it reminded me of a combination of that Matt, not Matt Fraction, uh, Rick Remender series, The Last Days of American Crime, and the uh, premise behind, uh, 
Oh God, the movie with the bullets that fly and do crazy shit. The movie they made. Equilibrium? No, 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 no. The other Wanted? One. Wanted. Wanted. Because that was basically the bad guys one and they were sort of running everything. But um, um, Yeah. But, so and for, I also, this is just me nerding out, but I got to interview Brian Michael Bendis. Really? And he is the nicest guy like in comics. You can see like why he's so successful. All of, like the big guys, like Jeff Johns, Brian Michael Bendis, are just like, the nicest person, like, ever. Yeah, they're not um, egotistical bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they might be, but they don't they don't let on. No, I um, I heard that, too. He's just very... He's hard to get to, to, get to do interviews uh, from what I've... I don't know, I heard somewhere, but... Uh, I'm glad you got the interview. I actually haven't heard that yet. Is that... Was that for an article? Yeah, it was It was about the book. He wanted to uh, do an interview for United States of Murder, and I read it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. I want to talk about it, so... Uh, he was down for. Obviously, he's he would make room for interviews um, just to uh, to get the word out on his book. But sure. you're right that he doesn't do a lot of that. And do a lot um, of I actually saw him uh, at the, the like, Disney Infinity release announced they were doing Marvel characters, and he went there to present. And the second it was over, he like, got on a plane and went back home so he could be there. You know, his kids got home from school. Yeah. So he's... he and that's why he doesn't do cons as well. Um, but I think I heard that on Word Balloon that yep. he. Uh, um, he just doesn't, he, you know, he wants to be there for his kids and stuff. And like cons aren't his priority. He'll go, you know, every now and then for a big thing. Um, but anyways, let's talk about comics. Well, yeah. Um, not, were there any other indie books or things? Oh, did you check out? And I haven't yet. The burn, the orphanage ongoing. Um, it's not an ongoing, it's another mini series, kind of like how they're doing. They oh, do, okay. they did Hellboy. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, uh, I have not read the new one. I, I read the last one, like the uh, Part Burn the Orphanage, the number three, yeah. the conclusion. Yep. And it was nothing like the other two. I didn't love it. You know, I was a little disappointed in that. Um, I mean, I saw what they were trying to do, but uh, it, w- it just wasn't as much fun as the others. Yeah, because the second um, and But third I'm looking one, forward to it. Have you have you read the new one? No, I haven't either. Um, the second and third one did sort of seem sort of thematically related. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I love that they have a bear character, but other than that, I was kind of like, eh, it's okay. Um, are there any other indie books though that you were have you been excited about? I'm loving Lazarus. Um, yes, are you guys reading that? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, Lazarus and Velvet. A Velvet's excellent too. Yeah, uh, Lazarus is great. Rucka and Epting. Yes, and then La- uh, no. No, 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 Michael Velvet is Brubaker. No, Velvet's yeah, Brubaker and uh, <clears throat> did anybody read Vale? I, I, I thought that was ridiculous, it, I and I didn't, I didn't like it. Okay. I read the second mm-hmm. issue and I didn't read the third, and I'm yeah. just gonna. Get I only off read the here. first one and didn't really continue. Yeah, the Rat Girl. Yeah, <laughs> but Rat Queens is still hilarious. Oh my god, that is fantastic! I think I need to check that out. Everyone said good things. Um, Have you guys read uh, for two dollars? Oh, I want to second that Rat Queens. Yes, is awesome. But uh, Deadly Class. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Class. That is fantastic. Yeah, Remender is. It feels black. like it's a comic book written in another era. It, it's like the that's pacing exactly. and the style and like the content is just like it's so good. It's exactly. It feels what like it a is. classic in the making. Mm-hmm. Between that and Black Science, and then what he's doing at Marvel, I think Remender is on quite a run. It's, I love all of his stuff right now. So let's talk about Marvel, yeah. especially because with Remender. He's getting his own event finally. I mean, it is kind of the trajectory, right? You know, you've had. Uh, is it with Apocalypse? No, no. I'm sorry, because <laughs> all his events ends up with apocalypse. What? Oh, all of it. So yeah, so Remender is getting a new event called Axis. They just announced this recently, and it's going to have basically kind of the axis of evil. 
apocalypse shows up. I'm it's going to have, <laughs> well, not apocalypse. It's no. going to have a Red Skull onslaught, which he teased a long time ago, back yeah. in early days of Uncanny Avengers. Yeah. The first um, story arc. Yeah, the first story arc. So uh, that's kind of cool. I'm excited about that, although I am sad to see certain things like the uh, Loki, current Loki guys kind of hanging out there and. That's kind of like I'm calling it. He's a double agent. He's still on the side of good. Oh yeah, probably. But um, yeah, that that lineup is is pretty badass though. Even you know Loki, whether he's good or bad, Mm. Red Onslaught, um, Carnage is on there, which I'm really interested to see how that works out. Yeah, Um, because he's Carnage has I don't think has ever had a great story ever. Mm. So Rick Remender really knows how to like get in there and make. Make like characters like tick, like show you like why they're awesome. He takes uh, or the remind 90s you at least. and makes them good. I think he's done that several times mm-hmm. now. Um, um, but I will say that Uncanny Avengers is prop might be Marvel's best title right now. I think it's it's like it's fun, it's exciting, crazy things happen mm-hmm. that actually count. I mean, they're all clearly they're in an alternate you know uh, yeah. universe right now or timeline. Uh, but he says like this counts, like this will have like ramifications. So. Um, it's it's really interesting to watch like heroes fail and they failed really hard uh, in that last arc. So this new one's really interesting. And my favorite thing is that he's made the blob really cool. The blob was fighting havoc <laughs> while falling off the side of a skyscraper, yeah. and then in this past issue, he sat on Doctor Doom. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I remember I, he's been wait a minute for a while. Wait a minute. What did I miss one? Uh, this when did most he sit on Doom? One, this most recent one. I'm sorry. No. Oh, yes. No. I'm sorry. I thought you said. I heard Doom. I thought Strange. No. I'm right. There oh with yeah, that. yeah. I did it first too. Um, but Avengers no. Earth is badass. Yeah. It's that whole storyline is, and it's a long game. I mean, the first storyline was relatively short, but we've been going on this same storyline. I mean, I guess oh, Planet yes. X kind of start. Well, I know some people are a little like, but you know, what? I think part of it's just because it's not double shipping. And all the other books are, mm-hmm. and so by comparison, it seems like it's been going on a lot longer uh, than it is. But um, the other, of course, the event going on right now in Marvel is Original Sin, which that's not – well, yeah, it's double shipping. It's every other week. And they've gotten a uh, zero issue by Mark Wade and two issues out by the main writer, Jason Aaron, mm-hmm. uh, with art the best art by Mike, Diod- Mike Diodato I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It looks just so good. And the big reveal in this last issue is that the villain is this obscure, <laughs> relatively, uh, I don't know, is he not obscure? He's not, obscure? not, no, he's obscure, but he's not necessarily the villain. Well, okay, yeah, 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 but he's the villain for now. He's a, you know, and this is why I like... And villains, actually, there's three of yes. them, right? There's Which, the orb, there's... Obliat and Dr. Midas. Which the, the latter two are from Marvel Boy, and we knew Jason Aaron is a big Grant Morrison fan, so that's not surprising. Mm. My thing is, is that I, I try to like, oh my God, like I've read the third issue. Uh-huh. And so everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe it's this person or oh my God, I can't believe this. It's, it's a murder mystery. It's uh-huh. a whodunit. Uh-huh. There are red herrings left and right. Okay, good. And you can't look at like that issue at face value. Right. You have to try to piece it together. Well, just because they had the eye doesn't mean they killed the guy, they mm. killed the watcher. Um, I'll tell you how this plays out. You know when you watch one of those murder mysteries on TV and it's a special guest star, one of your favorite actors, and you know Nick Fury just special guest star shows up out of nowhere? (laughs) Nick Fury did it. (laughs) At the last issue, Nick Fury did it. (laughs) It would be interesting and sort of sad because I think everybody thinks they're going to kill off Nick Fury in this. And this will be Actually tying into what we talked about earlier, I think Wolverine is going to die in Original Sin 
And this other thing is going to sort of happen is like a a coda. I really think that because Jason Aaron was one of the most profound and prolific Wolverine writers for a long time. If anybody gets to kill him off, he's going to do him. it again. He's going. Where am I sending him now? Well, I, that's the only thing. Is it doesn't. He's went to heaven. He went to hell. Where? Where else? That's true. He did go to both. Because um, yeah, the Charles Soul. Uh, well, okay. So it's weird. Let's see. Um, uh, Cornell is writing his main book, and he's Bup. doing this. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. Uh, he's doing this sort of what is it like? So many days to die thing. Three months to yeah, die. Three months to die, and they have the claws coming down. And then uh, Soul is going to do a mini series where ostensibly they're going to kill Wolverine, but it's the death of Wolverine because he's like, give me that book. <laughs> and then I I don't know. I just I don't know how it all times out, but it would not shock me greatly if the end of Original Sin, which they've shown that one cover with the guy all in like the guns and the shoulder pads, and everybody thinks it's Charles Xavier or something. Which who knows? Well, that's kind of crazy. I can't, you know, I just can't see that. But you know, wouldn't it be interesting if they would actually tied it into the death of Wolverine? So no, I don't know. I don't know. The answer was no. Uh, well, fine. I think it'd be cool. So, also Charles Soul, Joshua, have you been enjoying She Hulk? Um, yes, that's super good. It's like the new Hawkeye. Yes. Um, although, you know, it's as Hawkeye an aside, is, yeah. I gotta say, I'm not into Hawkeye anymore. It's because it's been six like, years. <laughs> yeah, because it, well, it takes forever, and then they have new artists coming on for fill ins, and, you know, and now it's more about Kate than like Clinton. I don't know. It's just, it's not, doesn't have the magic of, of when it started. It's completely lost it. It feels like a different book, like almost like an unreadable book at times, which is really disappointing. Um, it's unreadable uh, because it, they stagger the stories. Yeah, She-Hulk is great. He he, uh, you know Charles Charles Soul uh, Soul is like a, a lawyer, so it's funny that he put in that, that legal character. Um, and like he's making the law like an integral part of his story, but yes. it's not just like you know a procedural or something like that. It's uh, it's really good. They had, she had a, a run in with with Daredevil in the last uh, issue. Great. Um, although I would have liked them to see them actually have a case where they had to like face off against each other. That'd have been more interesting than them just sort of like talking for a little bit. Yeah. Well, he already did that with her and Tony. Kind of. You know. Yeah. I love the thing with her. You know, and Tony's not a practicing yeah. lawyer. I would want to see. Them go like head to head. No, in a I, case. maybe they will. Maybe that was a tease or something. I would not be shocked but, uh, greatly if they great. did that later. Yeah, um, but uh, no, I, I it's the art by um, oh, Polito. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like that's uh, he's his art style. I think when he did something on Fantastic Four FF with uh, Hickman, mm-hmm. ever since then I've been like, okay, this guy's really good. Awesome. Although we what should probably awesome? talk about this is a will be a, a big tangent, but what David Goyer said about She Hulk. Oh, fuck him. I mean, first of all, okay, so for those of you who don't know, David Goyer, who is the screenwriter for a lot of the DC movie adaptations, uh, and Man of Steel most recently, and is doing the Batman. new movie. Yeah, he did so Batman, much. he did a bunch of stuff. He came out on some kind of, was it a podcast with like Kevin Smith yeah. or something? So, you know, we know how it goes. It's one of those type of things where you want to see something outlandish. And he probably was put into a position where he needed to say something funny or whatever. But basically said that She-Hulk, was a big green porn star and created for uh, fanboys to have something to fantasize. If they were the Hulk, who could they fuck? And it would be her. Well, I mean, John Burns, yes. John Burns, yes. 
Like historically, if you look back, there's a real strong reason why they created her in the first place. And it's not because of that necessarily. It's because they needed to have a female Hulk before the, the series, the TV show, did that and then had their own character. So it was a copyright reason that spurned the initial, like, the need to create the character. But in the incarnation, even the first one, even if she was sexy, like, logistically, you're the Hulk. That's your cousin. I don't think you're going to fuck your cousin. Did I mean, you read Old Man Logan? Because he uh, did. That's repeatedly. true. But that's Mark <laughs> Miller down the, lo- down the road, and that's, you know, that's that's different. But, no, I mean, I just, I think it's very jaded to just say, oh, well, that was just for male... I mean, I, I guess he was sort of being maybe like super feminist in, in his his take on it, but I don't know. I think having a strong, empowered, intelligent woman hero like She Hulk is is a good thing. I don't well, think see, it was Dan Slott's version was great uh, when she was part of the Fantastic Four, but when John Byrne did that series for yeah. a little bit, I remember reading some of it, and all she was she was fucking juggernaut. She was fucking know. that little guy, and like it was. So it was more like it that. was exactly. If okay. he was pulling from that information, yeah, that all was right. porn. <laughs> well, I I think a lot of people are pissed off, and I know Stanley responded, and a bunch of other people. Even Charles Soule was like, "Why don't you just pay attention to the positive, good things about her instead of this, you know, whatever?" Kind of kind of found a way to sort of shift the attention back, but uh, I don't know. I just felt like it was very reductionist. And sort of well, don't worry, guys. He's just writing, you know, the first ever on-screen appearance uh, for Wonder Woman in a movie. Yeah, exactly. I actually, I told someone at my my work, I said it's cynical, and it explains his view of Man of Steel because he has a very cynical. He thinks this is what it will take to sell to the American public, whereas Marvel, on the other hand, the people involved in that are more just they love the character so much that yeah, they'll change stuff. To make it more palatable and fit into a modern cinematic universe, but it's not being cynical about the characters. It's being showing them the best of what they are, which is funny because Marvel has always been about the universe, uh, you know, where all the characters are flawed. Whereas DC are the archetypes, are the mythic figures that you can believe in no matter what. But nowadays, DC has kind of turned a page, and they're more the dark, gritty you know, cynical views than Marvel, which is a little more now, both in the cinematic and in the comics, more of a fun, funny, positive sort of experience. So it is kind of interesting to see how that's shifted over the years. But um, back to Marvel proper, uh, we would be remiss if we did not discuss the X books because the future evil Brotherhood of the Mutants have the finally... Dead ones. <laughs> the Dead Ones... I don't know how that worked, but whatever. I'm like, did she blow up? Did Zorna blow up at the end of Battle of Well, Viana? they killed off the chick from Runaways, I thought. Molly, Deadpool, Deadpool, Zorna. Well, Deadpool's Deadpool, whatever. But um, yeah, they're all back, and maybe it's misdirection. Maybe there's something else going on. They did do an interesting backstory about Xavier. That was yes. interesting. Mm-hmm. So, because we didn't, Rod's we didn't know. Race. Race. We did not understand why there was this future Charles Xavier who looks like Charles Xavier and they basically show that he is a long lost son of Mystique and Xavier Mm -hmm. and that's sort of playing off maybe the movie idea but it might also tie into the last will and testament of Charles Xavier somehow oh yeah that Uh, how many um, people is is Mystique the mother of now Nightcrawler Rogue uh, Charles Xavier Jr. Uh, yeah. Ray's. Yeah. Yeah, she's she, a whore. She is a whore, though. I mean, she's let's like face Wolverine. It. Yeah, come on. 
Yeah, Wolverine's got. Well, he killed all his kids. Well, so, yeah, yeah, now he did, <laughs> but he um, had a lot. <laughs> is anybody else? So, so that was kind of funny. Is anybody else reading X Factor? I am. I actually really like it. I I I read it. It's all right for me. Uh-huh. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's great. I'm looking more forward to his Spider Man 2099. Well, I will say this: I never was a big Peter David fan with the original, or not with the with the original X Factor. I was because I read that, but with the Jamie Madrox, you know, era, I just didn't follow it. And I heard good things, but I never followed it. This, if this is what that was like, like the characters are well written. They're funny. Mm-hmm. They have good interchange. Like it's it's not just a straight up action book. It's you know the whole concept of it being sort of a, a corporate sponsored team is is interesting. It's a little different than the Val Cooper corporate or com- uh, U.S. sponsored or whatever the government the government sponsored. But um, you know they do some fun things with the different characters and like they explore How's Gambit? Gambit. What's that? How's Gambit? Oh, Gambit's pretty good. They actually go back in time to some of his roots with the Thieves Guild. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, Thieves Guild, right? Yeah. I want to say League of Assassins, but I'm like, that's not right. Um, and then they have, uh, uh, they explored Warlock. They brought him back, and they explored his relationship with his father, which, again, if you've read New Mutants forever, that's a big thing. You know, the, the Magus. Um, not to be confused with Adam Warlock's The Magus. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I've just been enjoying. The danger is kind of hilarious, even though she does terribly terrible thing. They just write her like she has Asperger's. Yes. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly it. Um, uh, and then let's, I, I really feel like we, we don't touch a lot on the Hickman stuff, even though, you know, I'm a Hickman fan. Do we, do we, are you guys still following the Avengers, new Avengers stuff? I st- like, what, what disappointed me is that um, Avengers world is really scattered. It is. Um, and that's Nick Spencer and Hickman doing like the story and like Nick Spencer doing the writing. Yeah. When you look at Morning Glories, you know, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> when you look at his Avengers and they did this like adaptoid stuff and you're like, why are we here? Well, we know but why but I here. know why we're here. That's it's what's just, cool. But no, no, no. But the, the vehicle of the way he used the adaptoids was with uh, like evil Avengers. I'm like, don't what irks me is when we fall into the same, like plot drivers in other books. Oh, here's this like evil duplicate X-Men. Here it's from the future. Here's this evil duplicate Avengers from another dimension. Like there are other ways to drive a plot. I get that. And I don't disagree. But what I do find Uh, fascinating. Nope, 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 nope. But what I will say is Uh I still am behind his Avengers and new Avengers because I'm with him for the long haul. Like I said on multiple occasions on this podcast. I see what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Don't ever get me wrong. I see what he's doing. Sometimes I don't like the way he does it, but the whole, like, I like my, and I think I've said this before. My thing is, I think the whole multiverse dying happened because of our Illuminati. I really hope yeah. that's the case. It is. I mean, the way you're setting it up, it, there is absolutely that possibility. And, what I find fascinating is not only in original sin are they tying into that and having the chickens come home to roost, whatever, mm-hmm. where Captain America realizes that they've fucked with his memory, which is whatever. But then you also have the new Avengers or the Illuminati team going up against a new Justice League. The analog. Analog. Yeah. And 
you look at the promo for Time Runs Out, and it's got red skies, and it's got two Earths mm-hmm. kind of in the picture coming towards each other. So, and I heard this on a word balloon. It was, I don't know, the last time Hickman was on. And he basically, I think, was writing some of this then because he was talking about how these sort of analogs to the Justice League characters and he's describing them and how how big a fan of like the crisis stuff he is. And so you see all of that playing out in this. Yeah. Um, I know some people have theorized that this might be Marvel's attempt to do a new 52, a reboot sort of thing. I don't think I don't think they'll do that. And they don't need to. They don't need to. But what I do think is this is what it'd be where Hickman's stuff. I think Brevoort even said this recently in an interview. Uh, if this is where it kicks in, all of the stuff leading up to this, including Infinity, was all prologue. And just like you did in, F- in Fantastic Four and FF, they had all those weird tangents. And then finally you see the arc forming. And you're like, oh, that's why this is important. Oh, that's what this is. And it really builds up to this thing where he puts all the pieces on the table and then he starts moving them slowly into this pattern. And then you get to that moment when you see what's happening. You're like, oh, shit, that's awesome. So I'm very excited for what's happening now and I think in the near future. I'll just mm-hmm. stick to my Well, X-Men. didn't he also say that he's actually ending his run next year? That's possible because – Which I think is awful. I was ready for like this – you know, five, ten year saga. I mean, he'll be on, he will, I think he was on Fantastic Four for longer than he was, than his plans on being on in Avengers, which seems really weird to me, especially because he's doing so much long term planning. It doesn't, you know, comic runs aren't like they used to be, you know, with people run, being on them for like a decade. And, you know, well, that's, that's a good run on a comic. Now it's like a couple months and then they're done. Like, Warren Ellis is already going to leave Moon Knight, oh, I think. Oh, uh, I'm Oh, well, that's the end of that. That was a good two issues. Well, <laughs> no, no, because no, you know half this thing with that is Shavley's art. It's just beautiful and it's really cool. And if they either have somebody else come on the book that's equally interesting, but he keeps the artist, that would be still worth checking out. Yeah. But um, uh, but for as far as Avengers go... um. New Avengers has been like really good the whole time, mm. but uh, Avengers kind of lost me with the all new Avengers kind of thing. Um, but now that they're back to like the, the original sin uh, tie-in mystery of the Illuminati being like, all the Avengers have found out about the Illuminati. Captain America is pissed. It's oh almost like God. Civil War Part Two, um, oh and that is like super awesome. So now oh I'm like on board uh, with like both of the books now. Mm-hmm. No, I think this is the time, and if you do need to go back and catch up, that you can very easily with the Marvel stuff. So that's really handy. Um, are there any other Marvel books that we're excited about? I think that's any like- other Marvel books. Have you not been reading Marvel? There, the, a lot of them are great. Black Widow. Yeah, I'm Black still Widow, behind. Black Widow. Electra, gorgeous. Was it? I, I saw the cover. It looked beautiful. That the art's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I will say Electra is interesting for me because okay the art's beautiful yeah the story is just okay the art is gorgeous and for me it's usually the reason why i love a book is because of the story and the art is secondary but still important and for me having that flip for electra is is interesting what flip the the flip of i like the art more than the story oh um but that's the thing like electra I'm not an electric fan. Like, I don't like street level characters and I don't read Daredevil. And that's the only place that you would actually find her in. And so all of this is new to me, which is interesting. 
I just don't know if the art ever changes that I will stick with it. Mm. Um, Silver Surfer, they haven't done a third issue, but no. I, I did kind of like the first two. Mm-hmm. I definitely am interested in the story, and, you know, again, it's Dan Slott. It's fun. I, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but The Amazing Spider-Man with um, uh, Ramon Prez art was pretty good. I felt like it was actually really good, well colored. The point one, yeah, the point one. Oh, learning no. to crawl. <laughs> I just, I, I, I can't. I, I, I read that first issue, uh-huh. and I will never again read another point one for Spider Man. But it's that's but how it's bad it was for me. Four of them coming, right? The, yes. No, but here's the thing: you have such a momentum going with the actual issues. Uh-huh. Because once you took away Doc for me, you're I'm I'm struggling. Yeah, and I it's know. not that I'm struggling because the story wasn't well written. I'm struggling because this is like I have never paid attention to Spider Man more so than I have now. Big Time Spider Man was the last big hurrah for me, uh-huh. and once you took away this dynamic character and gave me good old Peter, I don't fucking care. And I don't care I about the current story, but I actually found his high school little, because that's what it is, is more interesting to me. Aunt May, know. everyone's bringing over these casseroles. They didn't bring over money. Uncle Ben gave them a lot of money. This is bullshit. I'm going to make us money. <laughs> oh, that didn't work out too well. I just don't. I don't. I hate origins. We all know this. This hey, is hey, bullshit. Uh, uh, sh- sh- I'm sorry. It's okay. Pull it together, Wanda. Pull out. it together. The Hulk out. Uh, Bor- <laughs> the Ramon Perez art was good. So that's all. That's, that's all I cared about. about. The story could have been pebbled oh, and bamboo. <laughs> I don't read the fucking words. <laughs> Ramon Perez. <laughs> Shut up. Um, Joshua, is there any other Marvel books that you really like? Um, I liked. Uh, I I would agree with you guys that Electro was cool. Although I don't know how many uh of those issues I could take because that the art was like gorgeous, but it wasn't like very good storytelling no. you know what i mean is yeah. uh so uh i think the verdict's still out on that one but do the covers like, are we, we know are going to be great do but like uh, iron Avengers? fist i thought was cool i loved it up until like the last page because it ended on like a kind of an awkward note um but i like the art and the, the writing i think that's by is that alex cott is doing that I yes. forget. um yes. he's like writing and drawing it i think Oh, uh, and that's like oh, that's, that's pretty cott? cool that's he's not an artist a secret avenger just oh no no which no. one did you oh. say josh Iron Fist. Hold on, let me look oh, it up. Iron oh, Fist. oh, Iron Fist. Yeah, I was he's in a dark place. Well, I wanted to mention Secret Avengers real quick because that's a really funny, sort of in the same vein as. Oh, Superior sorry, Foes. I said Alex Scott. Oh, sorry, I'm cut you off. There. No, no, no. I so it is. It is Alex. No, no, no. It's a different guy, a completely different person. Oh. Uh, Carrie Andrews. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I did hear that. He's writing and drawing. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, secret. I was event- doing Iron Patriot. Sorry. Oh, oh that's just <laughs> he's the writer on that. But um, yeah, sorry. Go on. What you were saying about um, Secret Avengers? Have you been reading that? Yeah, that one's like super goofy and yes. weird and awesome. And there's a, a True Detective reference in it. So <laughs> what's not to love? Well, and it's got the return of the cock, uh, Hawk Block. It's got Modok working for Shield. Mm-hmm. It's got the best Coulson writing I think I've seen in comics because hearing Greg Clark's voice. You know, watching Shield. You Clark know, Gregg. Did I see it backwards? Yeah. Oh, Clark Gregg. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I love, I love Coulson from the movies and the TV show because he really wasn't in the comics till recently. And the Secret Avengers story focuses, it puts him up there with Nick Fury Jr. 
and Hawkeye and Black Widow and Spider uh, Spider Girl Spider Woman Spider Woman sorry she's a woman Spider Woman you patriarchal bastard <laughs> whatever no and and it, it's just it's a lot of fun it's meant to be sort of lighthearted and with Maria Hill too um, so that's been really fun. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really... I think that's really it with most of the big Marvel. Daredevil's been fantastic, even though they've... They, oh, they did finally show that Foggy is alive, even though we all knew he was, because they didn't kill him off. They never kill anybody. Um, is anyone reading uh, Miles Morales, The Ultimate Spider-Man? Yes. I heard about what happened. That's cool. What is... I, I don't buy it that that's Peter Parker. Um, Clone Saga. But, huh? Clone Saga. Yeah, I hate that shit. <laughs> I think Bendis, I don't. I don't want to see the jackal ever again. Bendis is going to do something different with it. But did you see that Miles is going to show up in all new X Men? I did yeah, see what that. The hell, is I'm that? like, what? What? Well, you know what? It makes sense because Bendis the, is writing both of them. Well, yes. Not, well, <laughs> yes. Um, but also th- the ultimate universe is Swiss cheese right now. Yeah, they can do whatever the fuck they want. I, they just need to fold over the good characters and clean house because they were supposed to but they changed their mind <laughs> sounds like dc every five seconds when they have an opportunity and then they find um, what about deadpool versus carnage i normally don't read the deadpool versus you know whoever characters but for whatever reason it's become like one of my favorite books and it's like it's ridiculous and stupid but and funny it's, it's by colin bunn but for some reason i don't know what it is about carnage who's really not that great a character he's like a derivative of like venom but colin bunn makes it work the second time Joshua Spoon's all about Carnage. Hmm. Yeah, I think you got a thing for him. What? You, uh, <laughs> you have a thing for redheads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, ginger, you're right. Ginger, ginger you know, Venom. I, I will say this. Colin Bunn, like, I've, I've kept uh, Deadpool versus Carnage at bay because I don't care. But his Magneto, not his Sinestro. Oh, his Sinestro is all right, but yeah. it, I wouldn't pick it up. His Magneto... Is good, yeah, it's like good. It. Yeah, I I want it to be a little more multifaceted than just revenge killing because I feel like that's what it is more than anything. No, we're getting you'll you'll see. Okay, because I've read the third issue and he goes to no nope. memorial. Okay, okay. No, nope, you'll weird, see though that you know when Magneto's in the X Men, I'm on steroids. When I'm in my own book, I'm a little old man. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's, that's just how it is. I know. Um, there's there's also Cyclops by Greg Rucka. Oh, that's another good mm-hmm. one. Greg Dowderman. The artist, awesome. Oh, like, you, you know, I the didn't artist, know to ex- I'm sorry. The artist that's doing that is gay. Yeah, L- L- Lozano or something? No, da- Dodderman. Oh. Yeah, he's, uh, I was on Comic Book Bears. We were talking about him and uh, go on Facebook, pulled him up. Hey, there's him and his boyfriend. Friend request. Um, no, but the art's super hot. Um, Daddy Cyclops, uh, Corsair, all shirtless. <laughs> no, it's great too. I love when they go out into space and uh, um, Corsair says um, he goes for women or something like that for for the ladies. And that uh, what does he say? Help me out here. I don't remember. And then who's his? Who's his uh, his woman? His, uh, his girlfriend. Hetzibah. <laughs> What is her name? Oh, Hezbezza. Hezbezza. Whatever the fuck her Hezbezza. name is. Oh, space she, she just goes for, for boys. But uh, I totally killed that. But trust me, it's awesome. You should go read it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just a fun swashbuck. I mean, like Jared was saying, I mean, it's it's a father-son buddy comedy adventure. So definitely worth it. 
Uh, and if you're a big fan of X-Men, of course, um, that's just, you gotta read it. Um, I don't know. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, the, the Marvel stuff is, I think overall still very strong. I love all the new talent they're bringing in. Oh, oh, um, quick honorable mentions. Thor, hilarious. God of Thunder? Still super good. Fuck yeah. I, I live and breathe and die for that book. Yes. And Ripick's art is beautiful and Jason Aaron has one of the best handles on Thor I think I've ever. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not just boring Thor, it's more like movie Thor, sort of funny, sort of, you yeah. know, charming, to say the least. Um, still, still reading Brian Wood's X-Men. Oh. Go that's girl. just, go well, girl. he's leaving. I guess the book is done. And Guggenheim, <laughs> is it Guggenheim's taking over? I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, Guggenheim's breaking over as exclusively broken on IGN. Good job. Was that you? Yes. Okay, good. Um, what uh, I just would has been boring that that whole story I just don't care Ugh. you know and and then it's funny because they have the female story and then the back they got the the, the bro story <laughs> in fact they even call it something like bro something um, I just cared less <laughs> yeah I know I know it's sad but um so uh, that's it for the comics I mean that's uh, covered pretty much got a lot of stuff um, I will say in the next couple weeks if anybody is going to Heroes Con. Mm. Uh, Eric and myself mm. and uh, Pat will be there. And uh, one of our fans who actually has been interacting a lot with us on Twitter and Facebook, Stephen Mowry, uh, lives up there and is going to be there. Oh, yay! And we'll get to come and meet him. And if you are going to Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina, please look for us. Uh, Nerdy Show will, I believe at least have presence in the sense that we're going to be uh, doing like panels again. But um, at, the, at the very least, look for Eric and his Wonder Woman outfit. God damn it. <laughs> kissing comics creators on the cheek or wherever they'll let him. And, uh, and Gotta spice may, it up. Hand jobs under the table. <laughs> there might be uh, some nerdy show stuff. Uh, we may have a table. We're not sure yet. Uh, Joshua, I, I know you probably won't be making that, which is, uh, which is unfortunate because, man, it's such a, so much fun. Yeah, I'm you West know. Coast now. I'll be at San Diego. Well, I guess that's okay, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't live out in California and not taking two goddamn vacations in June, well, you can visit Technically, me. this is a business trip. Shut up. <laughs> you can visit me at a comic shop in Winter Park, Florida. Aww. And we could talk about Eric behind his back. <laughs> and we'll record it so I could just send it to him every night. Yes. Uh, um, and of course, look forward. We have an interview coming up with another drag queen for Drag's New Spandex, Chrysanthemum, an Orlando legend. It not was that she's super old, good. but she, she's been around. Super and good. it's actually not only is it good, uh, there's a big there's a big thing in it that you really want to check out. And I don't even want to spoil it, even though no. it's not really something you spoil. But just just give it a listen when it comes out. If you're interested in drag culture, it's. It's very even very if good. you're not, and just want to hear about the human experience. Yes, very much so. Uh, and uh, you know, look forward to uh, Mr. Joshua's uh, upcoming articles and or video segments. Now Where has... can you find them? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, on ign.com/comics. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Joshua Yale. That's Y E H L spelled stupidly. And, uh, yeah, honestly, the job has been so much fun. I've never had so much fun in my life. Like, it, you know, you always think about one day I want to wake up and 
and and have not feel like I'm going to work, feel like I'm going to like play and have fun and and that's like how I feel. And so every day I like pinch myself and you know, like getting to talk to like talent about their uh, their books and like getting uh, invited to like big presentations. Uh, you know, like I get to see like Clark Gregg and Brian Michael Bendis like talk and in uh, like DC Comics headquarters is over here and I've been over there a couple times and uh, and just getting the scoop on like video games and and just like being among like everyone who works at IGN is so smart. Like I do not know why they chose me because they're just all like so smart. And so, like, they know so much, and they're so good at what they do. They're like, really are like the best of the best. Um, and it's just, it's, it's like a just a privilege to, to, to like even like just hang out with them and talk to them and learn and learn from them. And uh, so, it's, it's, it's really been like super cool. And uh, yeah, so, and I really do miss you guys. It's, it's been really hard, you know, trying to start a new social life and like find my scene and my people. And I don't have a shop. I miss a comic shop and everybody there. Doesn't Jeff Johns uh, have a shop like out Earth there? Earth 2 comics? Yeah. I've, I've never been to it. I should probably investigate that. Yeah. Maybe go see it. I have, I've been slacking on the shops because I went to a couple and honestly some, they just weren't that good. Like they, you know, they didn't say hello when, like, when like I was walking who? around the store. You know, they weren't like, you guys are just like so friendly. It's like explosive like energy as soon as they walk in the door, whether you know them or not. And just no, no place here like is like that. And, uh, and none of them have bars in the back. So it's like, what's the point? Mm. <laughs> wait, wait, does Meltdown not have like booze? I don't know. I've never been there. Uh, go to Meltdown. I've heard that. It, uh, it's pretty, yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. Okay. I'll try it's, it out. It's no a comic shop, you know. Nothing is a comic shop. No, that's for sure. Also, LA's very big, so it's like it, something could Pack be in lunch, LA bitch. that could be like an hour from me. So pack a lunch. <laughs> um, so that's where you can find Joshua. Of course, you can find us at Flame On Podcast on Twitter mm-hmm. and FlameOnShow.com and Flame On Show on Facebook. We love getting feedback. We have had the Twitter going crazy, especially when we do RuPaul stuff because everybody loves it. And Steve Mowry responds to everything we do, which is great. But Facebook, too, a couple times we'll post stuff up. We'll share some of Joshua's stuff, or we'll just post some random shit we find online that is very entertaining to us, at the very least. Whether it be Eric's bath time videos. I was just going to say my bath time video. <laughs> always entertaining watching him go on and on and on. <laughs> About Gene. Usually it's the Gene Gray episodes. <laughs> In his bathtub with his toys and his, his outfits and everything. It's fabulous. Um, and of course, Oral's Dragons and Spandex is a lot of fun. Hi. And again, would you stay tuned and let us know if you are interested in having Oral read you? I think this could be the start of something very fun and or lucrative. Like, <laughs> like Chris. It Kermont. was nice knowing you, girl. <laughs> I show no quarter. Oh, I show no quarter. And uh, and Joshua, would you do the honors for us? Flame off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to 
nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 